Okay, so welcome to session three of our Smoke and Snow game. When last we left our heroes, they had fled from the seemingly undead warriors who lurked in the ruins of Witch Isle. They'd made it back to the bank of the lake and were considering their next move. However, we're now going to cut back to the village of New Sealand, where a young, stout gentleman is setting out to try and track down the heroes. Colin, describe for us what Leopold Stavish looks like. Well, Leopold Stavish is a, a dwarven prospector. Uh, uh, he's had a good en education in mine engineering and and such things. Um, he is your your solid archetypal dwarf, really. Pushing into the frontier, well, back into the frontier, I should say. Looking to make a, a, a name for himself or to continue the family, the Stavish name. Um, he's He's got that typical sturdy look. He's got... Uh, um, the the air of confidence that you'd expect for someone that's got experience in the outdoors and, and ploughing their own furrow. And, and and the frontier is is full of promise and 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 potential for making his fortune and he's he's keen to push on and, and see what um, fate has in store for him. He, he's not intimidated easily, but finds it somewhat hard to make friends. Not a loner, but maybe a little bit. Um, maybe he maybe he is a little bit blunt and to the point at times. Okay, uh, which which can be off putting to some. He he, he doesn't couch his words in flowery phrases and stuff he's to the yeah. point and direct so um okay. yeah he, he, yeah yeah that's about the size of it okay now to, to bring you up to speed over the last week or so since the small boat carrying the settlers who founded the village of new seal land of which you yourself were one arrived on the shores of Valconan. The there have been a number of troubling events. A small group of people from the village were sent out by the village elder to travel to a settlement uh, like a day's travel to the west over the Great River. The this other settlement had volunteered to help provide some supplies to like, see your settlement through the winter effectively. However, when the, the group that was sent out returned, they brought back grim news that the settlement had been destroyed, apparently by some form of bizarre bear-like creature. They also brought back a singular survivor with them. Over the next few days, unfortunately, one of the eldest residents of the village, who was, the, who was an elderly woman who made wigs, 
she passed away of natural causes. The, the survivor from Castlemaine seemed extremely nervous of this and he explained that when they, they'd had an accident while they were chopping some wood that had killed a couple of villagers in their village and they'd buried them as was the custom. However, when the hours of darkness fall, those two people had risen from their graves and had started shambling northwards out of the village of Castlemaine. When one of the villagers attempted to stop these ambulatory corpses, they slew him, and as he fell to the ground dead, he also rose up, and his corpse continued to follow them north. And after that, they didn't interfere, but from that day, they, they burnt all of their dead to stop it from happening again. With this news passed on to the rest of the player characters, they watched... The, the body of the old woman who'd passed away and sure enough as night fell the corpse rose to its feet and began to shamble north out of the village of New Zealand using like rope it seemed like not sort of to be able to sense what was going on it just seemed to be focused on going north they were able to basically rope it to a tree to stop it from moving unfortunately the priest of the village sort of got in the way and obviously didn't believe the woman was quite dead and he was slain by the corpse, at which point, obviously, he rose from the dead and also tried going north. The rest of this group said that they were going to follow, so keeping basically this corp, ambulatory corpse on a leash, they were going to follow it north to see where it led them. And that is the last you have seen of them as they have left the village. However, despite the village of Castlemaine, which I'll try and ping on the map which I shall move you guys onto let's take off the splash screen and get you onto that proper map Castle Main's just over the river isn't it? It is, it's just over the river to the west and as soon as the, the map loads on my screen I will focus the map there so just give me a second So your map should now be centred on the ruins of Castlemaine. And you can see your token just to the east, which is where your home village is. Now, despite Castlemaine having been apparently abandoned and everyone killed, as far as you're aware, by whatever strange creature was lurking in the ruins of the, the settlement, obviously the people of New Zealand have been keeping a close watch in case such devastating and horrible creatures should emerge from the whale song forest to the west and attempt to menace your own settlement. Recently, smoke has been seen rise over the last day or two, smoke has been seen rising from the settlement of Castlemaine, or rather the ruins of Castlemaine. Not wanting to risk a lot of villagers and obviously with their most proficient members having travelled to the north following these corpses you, Leopold, have been sent out to try and locate these these brave adventurers from New Zealand and let them know that the ruins of Castlemaine appear to be active and they need looking into so 
as you set out traveling north to try and track down this group the weather is starting to steadily get worse a strong wind is blowing down from the glaciers of the north bringing the freezing cold of winter even though we're at the start of summer with it snow and sleet begin to fall slowly at first as you travel north but gradually getting heavier and heavier over the course of a number of days you travel north and you arrive at the base of a series of hills you know just from talk and from what you've heard that just beyond this lies a large lake and at the center of the lake is reputed to be an island known as Witch Isle and all manner of unwholesome rumors about devilry witchery and sorcery circulate about this foul place however you can't really see far enough to glimpse the island itself in your backpack is since you have an interest in mining and such things in your backpack is clutched one of the few artifacts from Valconan that was present in your homeland before you traveled here it's a small cracked piece of stone and on it is a very crudely drawn map which shows a rough coastline and a crude depiction of the range of hills that you now look at the only thing that really stands out on the map which obviously depicts the lake the witch isle the hills the surrounding area is what appears to be a large sunburst icon that has been carved into the hills what that stands for you don't know but since it's in the hills it may be connected with the mining or the archaeology or some sort of ancient ruins you've bought this artifact with you thinking maybe you'd get a chance to to look into it perhaps but obviously your first mission now is to meet up with the others as you're wandering through the hills like I say heavy snowfall has been coming for a couple of days it's quite thick you're having to like trudge through the snow and brace yourself against the wind and as you're moving forwards you see what appears to be a a body perhaps judging by the outline of it although it be covered in snow what appears to be a body lying in one of the recesses in the hills you can just make out a couple of maybe rib bones so sticking a couple of inches out of the snow hmm uh, I, I will take a closer look at the uh the body does okay. it appear human you move over to it like I say apart from like one of the like ribs which is sticking out of the snow the rest of it is pretty much covered however looking at the body it does look to be of a humanoid shape you can obviously see the lump in the snow and has it got any clothing or anything that would give me a clue as to if it might be one of these folk that I'm looking for 
not that you can see without moving some of the snow. I feel like saying you see like a little bit of bone jutting out of the snow. Oh yeah, I'll move. I'll, I'll clear some snow away. Yep. Uh, firstly, though, before before I do that, are, are there any tracks of wild animals? Um, fresh tracks or anything like that. There, there, are, there are a few little tracks around, but they're all like small things, you know, like sort of Arctic okay. hares, stuff like that. Nothing big. Nothing, nothing concerning. No. Okay. So you move it. Obviously, you've got like gloves on because you're wearing like, appropriate gear for the weather. You move yep. in. You start brushing the snow away, and indeed, it does appear to be a body. Um, it doesn't appear to be wearing any clothes. It must have been here for like a little while because it's like entirely skeletal. And at first you're like, okay, yeah, here's the rib cage, here's the, uh, and you start sort of like moving your way down. You're like, all right, here's the legs, okay, yeah, and it's all looking like a human skeleton. However, when you get to sort of like just below its chest, you can see that this skeleton appears to have like a, a large bony tail. What? With almost like a sort of club-like appendage on of bone on the end of it that's sort of well, like obviously underneath sort of tucked underneath it where it's yeah, fell right. yeah that's a bit um, that's a bit irregular I don't think I've seen anything like that before uh, you, you carry on brushing the snow away from the body and as you sort of like move to like the upper half of the body it all looks human until you get to where the head of the creature would be and as you brush the snow off it, you can see a skull under there. But it looks more like a like a wolf skull or maybe like a dog skull rather than a, a normal sort of human skull. But like I said, this thing's obviously been dead for quite some time because there's no like flesh on it. Okay. There's a few bits of sort of half manky like fur clinging to some of the bones, but that's about it. Well, Leopold will... Um... Just take a moment to kind of uh, process that, and then it, then he just sort of stands up and shrugs it off a little bit and shoulders his pack. Okay, now maybe rubs his chin a bit and heads into the into the hills, I guess. Okay, so you start making your way into the hills. Like I said, the wind's whipping about you heavy snow is falling it's extremely cold you're having to regularly sort of like knock snow off your kit so John Cameron and Weimar Longrove you've you've recently sort of fled from the witch's isle and you're making your way back across the hills as you're you crest a rise you've been like trudging against the snow and the heavy winds that have risen when as you sort of move over the crest of this hill you spot Leopold Stavish, who you recognise as one of the, the people from your village of New Sealand. Uh, in fact, he was going to come with you when you went on your original expedition, but unfortunately business at the village kept him busy. And as you look down, you can see him just as he finishes uncovering this skeleton and he sort of stands back, a look of confusion on his face. But you can't because the the skeleton's in like a sort of recess. You guys can't see it clearly, but you can quite clearly see the sort of like the dark figure of Leopold, sort of squat and dressed in all his like all weather gear with his gloves on, sort of like bracing himself against the wind as you sort of look down this gently sloping hill. As to whether you guys know each other, whether you spoke to each other before, that is entirely up to you. 
Uh, I will uh, call out. Uh, what have you found there? Okay, so against the howling of the wind, which snatches away a lot of the sound, you, you sort of like hear a faint sound at further. Or when you sort of like look look up from the skeleton that you've been looking at, you can see these two figures trudging towards you. And uh, Rob and Johannes, just for Colin's benefit, would you just give like a brief description of how your characters look? <clears throat> uh, yeah, so uh, John Cameron is a, a very young man, uh, kind of 16, 17. Um, carries a musket that's like way too big for him. Um, and also a, like a hand axe and a, a, a dagger um, come short sword um, very much hunter type wearing kind of fur clothes uh, a big fur cloak um, real petulant attitude about him, uh, you know teenager style um, yeah you would know Leopold that um, when when you and the rest of the villagers everyone here included were sort of like setting up the settlement and you were like gathering the wood to build the homes and stuff like that. John and a couple of the other villagers were the main ones who went out to like hunt animals to get food for like the villagers while you were setting everything up. Whereas obviously you were sort of involved like a bit more in like the choosing the site and making sure the land was all right and like giving mm-hmm. a bit of advice on construction and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Okay, so what about Weimar Lone Grove? So Weimar is probably one of those people who went into the forest as well because he is by profession a hunter. Indeed. Um, uh, so. Weimar's appearance these days quite similar to Cameron um, with the, a couple of distinctions. Uh, he's uh, north of 30 when it comes to age, so he's um, much older than Cameron. Uh, and he's also wearing like rough hides and, and furs. However, I would say, based on previous descriptions here, like John Cameron is like the, the true pioneer, uh, whereas uh, Weimar would be like the man of the forest, uh, the the guy that you see out in the woods, uh, is kind of like a hermit, I guess. Um, okay, living living in the in the wilds, more uh, more like. Uh, but you know, you, you've seen him before in the settlement and all that. Like he he's clearly like ex ex soldier of some kind. Uh, carries around a, a sword as well, which has no utility in. <laughs> In sort of uh, like settler, settler life, uh, unless you intend to fight other settlers, I guess. But, um, but yeah, yeah it's not uh, it's not super like useful. No, you, you need axes than... and, and knives, yeah, not, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, swords. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, he has one of those, and that that was kind of the first uh, sort of like oh yeah, <laughs> so he's he's one of them. So uh, yeah, he was he was a soldier back in in the homeland and. Uh, uh, otherwise, he's a hunter and uh, and a bowman. Is 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 he a bit is he a bit loopy? Has he been a bit affected by his previous soldiering? Or uh, I guess that's to be found out. Uh, okay. Previously, okay. we we did because we had these horrific events happen that John described earlier. Um, uh, there was an inference to uh, sort of having a rough time sleeping sometimes. Okay. Uh, so yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, sort you... of like mountain men type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you see these these people heading down the hillside towards you. 
obviously John Cameron sort of shouting, what have you found that? And as you guys move down the, the hill towards your new friend, you can see this skeleton that he's uncovered, this strange sort of humanoid creature but like I say it has this like almost like lupine or canine skull and sort of tucked underneath the body is a a tail of some kind like this bony like club like end on it yeah so Leopold just looks up at him and he just kind of like nods his head kind of thing expecting these men of the the woods to notice a sort of a a fairly small acknowledgement like that. He's certainly not going to go to the effort of waving his arms around or anything like that. So, uh, as they come closer, I, I just sort of like nudge this thing with my foot and nod down at it. Maybe shake my head a little bit and pull a bit of a face of disgust. Mm. Sorry, John, how tall is this creature? It's it's about human size. Okay, so it's so, so significantly like bigger than footage. the creature we seen the last time with the oh yeah yeah the, 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 the diminutive okay. hunter you saw previously. It's considerably okay. bigger. I mean, it's like it's like five foot six, five foot seven. You you, right. you would guesstimate, obviously, because like it's sort of bones and it's been there's no flesh on it, so the bones are a bit yeah, higgledy piggledy. Yeah. It, it's it's a guesstimate, but looking at it, you're like, yeah, it's it's easy, like five six, easy. Okay. Cool. And uh, feet, are they kind of standard human-sized feet? Are they kind of clawed or...? They, they appear to be slightly more splayed out, like you might get on a on a, on a clawed animal. Okay. Okay, interesting. So you didn't get yourselves killed yet, then? <clears throat> uh, very close. Very close run thing. Uh, we fought off some uh, zombies and some ghosts ghosts um, yeah yeah very um, very bizarre we've seen these um, uh, tombs with um, like a sunburst on them uh, it's, a, it's a whole order of knightly types from the looks of it uh, fancy oh. stonework all the works um, I'll pull out this stone out of my out of my coat and say what something like this sunburst looking something like that okay so out of his like backpack Leopold pulls out this like small piece of stone and as I described previously on it is drawn like a very crude map but it's clearly sort of like of the the area that you're in and you can see that sort of etched on it sort of just north of where you are now like you'd guess because it's not mm-hmm. a very scale map in the sort of hills is drawn a crude sunburst. It looks a little similar to what you saw, though it's like a crude depiction, but this is quite clearly in the hills rather than on the island. The island is depicted, but there's no like features drawn on the island. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would wager there's no two different uh, folks going about with the sun on their banner here, so... Hmm. What do you reckon it's about then? Uh, I think something happened. They had lavishly decorated uh, stone tombs there, and um, it seemed as if someone had carved the history of their knightly order 
Uh, mind you, I don't know, but that's what it looked like. Um, I think they were burnt at the stake. So, apparently there was a disagreement, perhaps, of a spiritual nature. Uh, and uh, they are, from what we can tell, and I, I glance at camera, uh, cursed to a man uh, to, I suppose, forever sleep and also rise from their tombs. Uh, we tried to take precautions uh, on account of yours truly. Uh, that didn't help, uh, and we we legged it. Um, it when when the the mist came in. That's when they rise. At this point, can I ask each of you to roll me a d6 for surprise? It's a one. You are not surprised. Neither are you, John Cameron. <laughs> I knew it. Leopold, you are sort of unaware of what I'm about to describe. So, perhaps you're like looking back at the body, or maybe you're like looking at this stone, sort of like and concentrating, Leopold. However, as he's doing that, and he's sort of looking backwards and forwards from the skeleton to like this little stone sort of tablet that he's got. Weimar and John, you hear from behind you, you hear like this <coughs> sort of noise. It's very faint because the wind's quite strong. And I'm going to make a quick D6 roll as well. Okay. So, as John and Weimar, as you sort of look around, you can see in the distance, probably about 40 yards away, give or take, you can see what appears to be this a lot. It's quite difficult to see, but you can see what appears to be this large, white furred simian creature, sort of like moving on its knuckles, sort of moving its way through the snow. It doesn't appear to be aware of you yet. And every now and again it stops, sort of looks around like it's sniffing the air and you can quite clearly see like a sort of what appears to be a white furred ape. Although it's white, it's quite clearly not the same as the sort of huntsman you met on your previous... This is more like an actual ape. Mm -hmm. But like with white sort of fur to blend in with the snow. And as it looks around and sniffs the air, it makes this like... <coughs> noise. But like I say, it doesn't seem to be aware of you guys, and it's like not heading directly towards you or anything. So it's not carrying any equipment? No. Yep. I guess I would just like look to uh, each of them and just like make a motion with my hand to like, and just like lay down in the snow. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. So with them drawing your attention to it, Leopold, you can now like see the ape, obviously, and you all sort of hunch down. The, the ape continues moving. It appears to be just sort of like scouting around, perhaps for food, but gradually it's actually sort of like making its way north, so it's like moving away from you. However, as it moves, like at one point it like stands up on its hind legs, and as it does so, you can actually see that sort of gripped in one of it in its forelimbs is what appears to be like a long, like maybe like thigh bone, perhaps for use as like a crude club. He sort of picks that up, he's like, <coughs> looks around again, sniffs the air, then it goes back down onto all fours, and it carries on like slowly plodding its way northwards. And after a few minutes, it's lost in the, the driving snow and the wind. 
that's a that's a bigger version, I think. Um, we saw a small one, but it had things uh, like a person would. A, a small furry. I hesitate to say uh, person, really, but um, I suppose that's what it was. Um, when you say it had things, how do you mean, like uh, equipment, like you would have when you go out uh, oh. hunting? That, that it was going. It had somewhere. a bow and a knife and and mm. clothes and civilized uh, things. Uh, yep, yep, yep. What alone? Another yeah. one alone. Small one alone. Um, it and was you friendly. There, you think there's maybe potentially. A settlement nearby then could be uh, hard to think that it'd be out here alone mm. uh, I, I, I hesitate to say that anything would get by here alone and if it's crafting mm. weapons and equipment yeah those need to come from somewhere mm. so I from the looks of it, big ones probably not friendly. Small ones, you can deal. Uh, it's friendly enough. We spoke for a few minutes. You spoke we, with we, the thing. We, we tried to. We right. we made ourselves understood. We think. Mm. Well, I was sent out here to find you and find you. I have. So. I guess I'm free to, I don't know, do whatever I like now. Well, why were you sent to find us? Good question. Why was I sent to find them again, John? <laughs> because there had been there had been smoke sighted rising from oh, the ruins yeah. of Castlemaine. Yeah, so um, Castlemaine, Castlemaine <laughs> uh, was... Uh, you you went to investigate, I believe, mm. and after after you went off sight uh, sight of smoke uh, was made, and uh, the the village felt it would be uh, appropriate and and important to investigate this as it was believed to have been mm, ruined and, and, yeah. and ravaged, razed, whatever. There, there was no one there. Yeah. The left. Unoccupied. And, and, <clears throat> and there was talk of a bear creature, some kind of mm. bear monster thing. Yeah, there was. Yet, yet now it appears there's some evidence of occupation and the uh, I don't, is it is it elders of the village or some sort of yeah it was the village yeah elder, yeah, yeah the, the elders of the village has seen fit to um, dispatch me out to bring this news to you and have requested that we investigate uh, Cameron didn't the small creature head that way I didn't it go south I thought it went east I thought we were heading north and it was coming from the west, heading east. Right. Okay. These creatures, if they they, they bear tools and things, maybe they could, uh, maybe they have fire. 
Hmm? Yeah, highly likely. I mean, uh, fear it's more likely that whatever it is came from the runes and the uh, the runes in the whale song forest. Well, I suppose. Uh, have we food, Cameron? Uh, we do. We have a week's worth of food for three. Right. That should be enough to check what's going on with the smoke and then head through the snow title card. As you're um, discussing this, a sound coming from the north reaches your ears and it sounds like a horrendous screeching and wailing. You can hear like several voices perhaps. It's a mix of animalistic grunting and almost sort of canine howling. Well, um, I'll be unshouldering my crossbow and loading it at this point. I think we should go and see what that is. Yeah, uh, also shooting probably very difficult with the wind. So yeah. whatever you can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to take that into account. Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, just a self-defense kind of measure. Okay. Um, I'll really go first to... if you guys want to stay about 30 to 50 feet behind me. Um, and I'll have okay. my musket out ready to go um, in the hope that I can scare off if it's bigger yeah. than I anticipate that I can scare it off with the noise. Yeah. Um. Okay, now, this sounds not because of like, how faint it is. It's not coming from like, right next to you. It's obviously coming from some distance away. Do we think, based on the time that's passed, that it's this creature that went north? Does it sound the same, even? It, it's certainly possible. and like Some bits of the noise could be made by an ape. Other bits, you don't think so. The other okay. bits sounded like wolves. <laughs> so, like, it, it could have run into something, potentially. Yeah. It could have run into... Because I, I ran into a wolf. Um, a, a big one. Uh, two days ago, was it? Uh, we were camping around here, in these hills. Uh, I was out hunting, and I, I saw a very big... Uh, a pony-sized wolf. and um, So, they're, they're around, so... Part of that sounded like a wolf to me, so maybe it's trying to have dinner uh, out of a wolf. But, uh, so I... if, Cameron, if you want to check, we can. I don't know that I really want to. <laughs> well, we could just head in the opposite direction because we want to go south, and if this is happening to the north, perhaps we just. Uh... Yeah, but really, the elders could have checked out Castle Main themselves, right? And we want to find out what's going on with this sunburst that's just north of here. Mm. Right? And, and, you know, really, in the time that it took you to get here, the elders could have been to their ruins and back. You know? He's got a point. Yeah, They're they not. could have. They could have. They could have. So, you know, I'm kind of tired of carrying them everywhere and doing everything for them, <laughs> so... You know, maybe we just do our own thing. We find out what's going on with the sunburst. I'm very keen on that golden. Well, listen, uh, young crown. young fella, young fella. Now, this is how they got to be elders. Bear that in mind. <laughs> this is how they got to be elders. 
by getting mugs like us to do stuff for them. Mm. That's how you get old. Or yeah. a command. But, uh, yeah, let's go. <clears throat> it's getting cold, anyway. Okay, so are you guys heading north to see what the, the ruckus was? Okay, so you travel north for about five or six miles. It's slow going. By the time you sort of you travelled that distance, it started. It was late on in the day when you met uh, Leopold. It's just starting to get dark. As you move over the top of a hill, you can see in the distance what appears to be a a cave set into the hillside, and outside the cave is the ape that you saw previously it now appears to be dead its blood is splattered on the snow and from the distance you're at it looks as though sort of like part of the side of its head's been caved in like large amounts of it sort of like brains and parts of its face are sort of like smashed over the snow and it's just like lying there in the snow there are several chunks of flesh almost as though they were bitten sort of like taken out of its torso You see the you see the sort of remnants of its blood, which is slowly starting to freeze in the cold temperatures as it's like lying there. The snow's just started to cover it. I don't know about you fellas, but the way that head is stove in there, that don't strike me as a wolf type of thing. But maybe them chunks out of the body. But I mean, to, to be honest, Leopold, if you had to guess, sort of like. I mean, it's not sure because you're at a distance, you're still on top of the hill peering down at it, but if you had to guess, it looks like someone's like taking a big mace and just like smashed yeah, the side of its head at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking from the description. It looks like something's batted him over the head. And How big is the mouth to the cave? The, the mouth to the cave, it's probably about, about 10 foot wide, maybe sort of like 5, 6 foot tall. If you look at the the chunks that have been taken out, how big is the the span? Okay, just a bit bigger than like a, a human mouth would be. Yeah. Can we see any tracks? Um, I guess we can obviously see the ape's tracks heading north towards yes, the cave, of course, and you can see sort of like. There's obviously been some sort of uh, kerfuffle. Yeah, kerfuffle here, and there's like tracks sort of all over the place in like, random scatterings. You can also pick out what appear to be several sort of like wide, sort of claw shaped tracks heading into the cave. Do they look anything like the creature that we've just seen? That was That's deceased? Very similar, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. ah, yes. That had that bony mace-like tail, didn't it? That maybe, maybe that's like the, its weapon, like um, like one of them dinosaurs with the smacky tail. So um, maybe there's like a bit of a rivalry going on between the apes and these creatures. 
No smoke or can we smell it? Oh, I don't know. We're probably a bit too far yeah, away. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Do we um, do we want to take a cautious advance cautiously? Uh, how furry is the ape? It's, it's got fur that's about that sort of long. Um, obviously, the chest it doesn't have any fur on, neither does the face. There's a bit on the back of the head. There's a bit down the sort of back of it and on the legs and the uh, forelimbs. Okay. But it, it's, it's not like, massively furry, to be honest. Okay. But it'd be some value to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's 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 value in the fur, um, and I think it would be interesting to know more about these creatures. Um, but uh, how far further north, based on the map, do we think that the sunburst location might be? Okay, it, it's difficult to tell because of the sketchy nature of the map. Yeah, it's you, super abstract. Yeah, it? you would say 10 miles, give or take. Okay. Assuming the map's accurate. Well, should we... See, the thing is, <clears throat> we need to camp out somewhere, don't we, soon? So we... Probably make some distance still today. But, of course, eventually, is it... yes. Is it not nearly night? Is it not? We're losing it, the light, dusk. aren't we? Yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> um, Leo. Uh, we've. And I, I look at Cameron. We um, switched <laughs> our rhythm, to say oh. the least. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. To, to, to be fair, and uh, just to speed this up, over the course of the next few minutes, they explain that because. The, the the sort of ambulatory corpse they were following they explained that when sunlight hit it it just became a normal corpse and fell to the ground so it was only active during like the hours of darkness so they basically had to sort of travel at night so they've got used oh. to sleeping during the day so yeah so for you guys you've probably not been up that long to be honest Whereas obviously Leopold, you've been like struggling along through the day and sleeping in a normal rhythm, so you're sort right. of starting to get like, oh, you know, I'm a bit worn out, I'm getting a bit tired. Whereas these oh. guys, are like, oh, I've only been up for half an hour. <laughs> what about oh, second right, breakfast? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, right. So you're travelling at night, or oh, we were anyway. Right, you were yeah. okay. Yeah. But wow. um, do we want to look into this? Uh, I. Well, I don't mind the stavish. We are stout. I care not whether I carry on or stop. Yeah, I suppose the real question is... I was uh, more concerned about you humans. Mm. Um, John, we we were some distance away from the, the big ape with the bone. Yeah. How big compared to a, a, a person was it? It was sort of like standard, like gorilla size, basically. Okay, yeah. So still like massive. Yeah, yeah. It, it was big, but it wasn't like supernaturally yeah. big. It was yeah, so like it, it wasn't like a like a yeah. It was like a diary or anything. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. So <clears throat> that creature, if it is indeed the thing that we saw in the snow, 
Well, it seems likely. Seems likely, Weimar. It's it's of the kind of animal and the size of animal where it's going to take a lot of poking to put it down. So what you're saying is you're, you're concerned, maybe a little scared. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That seems fair enough. What about you, Mr. Cameron? I like that fur. You like that fur? Mm. I like that fur. I see you sizing that up. I do. My mm. bear fur got burnt, and I'm quite disappointed. Oh, that's another creature that took some poking to put down, by the way. Indeed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever whatever our ape friend ran into made a big mess of its head. Mm. I'm not in a massive rush to have my head in a similar condition, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, but, and I'll, I'll... John, I'll get my um, newly acquired pistol out mm-hmm. and make sure that it's all... That's absolutely fine. All, all ready for action. One thing that, I mean, is start, that is sort of standing in your guys' favour a little bit is you've noticed that over the course of the last like half hour, the wind has slowly sort of started to like die down a bit and the snowfall is a little less heavy. Looking at the sky, you think it's probably going to be a bit clearer tomorrow? I wonder, did you... Perhaps we could rest up somewhere in sight stake it out keep a cautious eye on what's going on it would be interesting to see their numbers you know I, I whilst I could carry on I shouldn't mind a a breather and uh, don't we go into the hills well just I was thinking perhaps around here somewhere downwind or yeah. upwind 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 of this place we could uh, hunker down maybe secrete ourselves stealthily with a view of this cave take turns watching grab some rest formulate a plan that sounds good sounds like a plan okay so you guys are effectively if I'm correct I'll say correct me if I'm wrong you're planning to like make camp in the hills and over the course of the evening like whoever's on watch effectively is going to keep an eye on the the cave a stakeout yeah yeah no problems okay so since a day has passed you will all need to consume one ration to sort of keep your fighting strength up okay now i'm just going to assume you guys are all like taking a watch Mm-hmm. Okay, so Leopold, you're taking like the first watch because you're like, oh well, I'm all. I'll do the first watch, then I'll get some kip, basically. Yeah. So you're taking the first watch. Um, Weimar and there's a camera and are sort of napping a little bit, you know, trying to like readjust their internal body clocks, etc. And you're sort of you're keeping an eye on the mouth of this cave when as you watch you see what appear to be two creatures they're humanoid they they look like they have human skin they're wearing like tattered like rags like tattered clothing however their heads are sort of like 
a weird amalgamation of like partly human but they have like a very canine cast to them so like like a dogman sort of head their hands are clawed their feet are clawed and swishing behind them sort of disturbing the snow are these large bone club like tails you watch as two of them emerge out of the cave moving at first on all fours because the cave entrance is quite low they come out and they're sort of sniffing the air like dogs then as they get out into the open they stand up on their hind legs look around they don't spot you you've had loads of time to like hunker down etc and you're a distance away they don't spot you so they slowly move across to where the the corpse of the sort of white ape creature is lying and basically each one of them grabs hold of like one of the legs of this ape creature and they drag it back into the cave leaving a a sort of furrow in the snow with like blood smeared in it as they drag it and then they disappear back into the cave mouth with it mm. yeah i just i just observe it and take it all in with a view to explaining to the next person on watch okay. what i've seen and the next person on watch is weimar so weimar when you get up for your watch leopold explains what he's seen and he sort of shows you, and you can see, like, the because the snow's now pretty much stopped, you can see, like, the bloody trail and the furrow where the ape was dragged back into the cave. Although, obviously, you've not seen any of these creatures, and nothing particularly noteworthy happened on the rest of your watch, Leopold. Yeah. So, why am I? You, you take over, your watch passes uneventfully. I presume you share that information with Cameron when he wakes up for his watch. Again, your watch passes uneventfully as well, Cameron. And the next morning, as the sun is rising, you all sort of start like waking up. And in the light of the day, you can more clearly see this bloody furrow heading to the cave mouth. I wonder, do these creatures sleep during the day? If they came out at night to get the body. Well, that 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 seems like um, that seems fair. Although they did attack that creature by day yesterday. I wonder if that was because they were they felt threatened with yeah. approaching the cave. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. So so far, we've only seen two, and I can confirm that club-like thing. On the end of their tail, I think that's what stove in the head of this creature, this ape. It's an interesting creature. Yeah, and we've no idea of the numbers involved. Nor of the how expansive the cave is. Cave is or anything. So probably make note figure out the landmarks so that you know where this is mm. and let's not go there <clears throat> yeah should we maybe continue north for yeah. a few miles to see if we can come across yeah just poke around see what's there and uh explore the hills further yeah see see what we can find vis-a-vis -vis the again I hesitate to call it a map uh, <laughs> let, let's call it an idea <laughs> Yeah, obviously well, obviously, I've... this 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 symbol was carved on here for a reason. 
Mm. Quite. I've marked on the map where you've seen the the cave. It's marked with the spooky monster face. Yeah, seems oh, appropriate. Oh, joy. So obviously you guys know there's like a big landmark nearby, the lake, which I'll... So it's not difficult for you guys to be like, right, yeah, we've just got to remember it's this far. Mm -hmm. It's southeast of the island, so there's no problems establishing where it is. What are we going to call these things? Uh, mace dog mace tails? Dogmen? Mace tails? Dogmen. Dogmen. Nah. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, club dog tails, man. dogman. Seem descriptive. Both. Mm. Makes you think. Um... Why such a thing exists? Uh, it I exists suppose... to stove in the heads of these white apes. Of great apes, I suppose that's yeah. the the circle of life, uh, mm. as it were. Okay, shall we? I'm proceed? very tempted to burst into song, but I will. Yeah, I wonder not. why I that is, not. though. I wonder, it's, <laughs> I, it's it's a funny thing. Like some things just make you want to sing. Yeah, every that's time it. somebody says "circle of life." You know why that is, don't you? It's because on the day we arrive on the planet and blinking step into the sun. There's more to be seen than can ever be seen. More to do than can ever be done. Yeah, in this land of ice and snow. <laughs> okay, now, as we said before, the day is quite clear. It's still crisp and cold. But the snow appears to have stopped, and there is a wind, but it's a fairly gentle wind at the moment. The conditions are quite clear. The It's quite bright all around, because obviously the sunlight's reflecting from the snow that covers the landscape. Mm. What do you guys want to do? I think we're going to head north for like 10, 15 miles and see if we can see any... Um, I guess we're kind of looking for buildings or temples or or something that might... Yep. Something that people made. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to ask, can you pick one of you who is acting as the sort of the guide? And they'll be I the one making the direct, They'll be the one making the sort of roll to see if you get lost or not. Okay. That so is D6 roll? Yep. Okay you do not get lost which isn't a surprise there's quite a lot of landmarks around so you travel sort of like northeast skirting the edge of the hills around this dogman lair and as you're sort of traveling through the hills eventually you see what appears to be sort of set in the side of one of the sort of steeper almost sort of just shy of being a mountain sort of style hills you see what appears to be the crumbling remnants of an old building. I've actually got a picture here that I'll show you. There you go. A quick question. Um, I was just looking at my character sheet, and you know the exploration roles? Yes. Um, they don't seem accurate for a dwarf. Am I supposed to change them or I don't I don't believe so but um, 
it, it doesn't really matter now anyway because obviously you've not been making that role yourself. No, I was, I but, was um, just one. I was just wondering because um, I, I, I don't believe so. But remind me at the end, and I will look okay. at it, and then obviously if we need to change anything, we will do. Okay. Okay, so I've shown you guys the picture, like I say, set in the uh, side of one of these I, mountainous hills. I'm not seeing a picture. All oh, right, okay. Let me just. Aside from the map, I, I can see the map fine, but. Yeah, I can see the map, but no picture. It's, it's probably one of these ridiculous Roll20 permission things, so just give me a moment. My Roll20 is being incredibly slow. Yeah, there we go. Oh there. Yep. Okay. You see this worn, sort of derelict, and obviously weather-beaten, columned building, although one of the sort of columns on the front appears to have collapsed, and sort of at the apex of the columns, so where there's like a cross beam, although it's all of stone, you can just about make out, although faint and abraded by water and wind. What appears to be a sunburst. So it looks like it was once like a fairly deep carving, but it's been worn away by time. Most of the stone looks incredibly worn. It's been cracked due to water expansion and freezing temperatures. But the act. So having a quick look at it, uh, Leopold, I believe dwarves get something to do with uh, some architecture and whatnot, if I remember correctly. Well, that'd be what I was just on about. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's why I'm reaching for the book, mate. That's why I'm reaching for the book. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's it's got one it's got one on the sheet, but I'm pretty sure it's one or two. Yeah, I think one or two. It's, it should be it should be a two in six chance. Yeah. So just just roll me a d six. I've just it, shut I've just shut the whole lot down by clicking on the wrong cross. That, that's all right. Just do the typing in like slash r one d six. Um. Well, the only thing I've got open is Zoom. Hold on. Okay. Sorry, don't worry about it. Moral 20 is throwing a bit of a mare at the minute. It's running quite slowly. Right, here we go. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. The circle of life. <laughs> well, it does move us all. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm rolling D6 bright, okay. Ah, no. Okay. So as you're looking at it, you're not getting in you're not getting any sort of like great sort of architectural insight. However, as you're looking at it, you think that despite the fact that some of the decorations cracked and it's it's in pretty bad nick to be honest, you think sort of looking at it, I mean you can't tell them properly until you like get a closer look. But just having a quick sort of recce on the outside, you think that the actual sort of overall structure of the building looks pretty solid. So you're pretty mm. sure that, like, as you walk up to it, it's not just all going to collapse on you or anything. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the, f the people that built this knew what they were doing. There's some good craftsmanship going on here, I feel. And this uh, this superficial erosion on the outside is nothing to be too concerned about. And uh, I think this is what we're looking for, gentlemen. Uh, what time of day is it, John? It, it's early. It's not even midday yet. Okay. <clears throat> um, so then I suggest, gentlemen, that we 
if we're going to explore it, that we do so while the sun is high in the sky. Um, and we make sure that we can get out before the sun sets. Um, just in case there are more of those mm. ghosts here too. Yep. So mm. each body that we or, or grave that we find in there might potentially have a corpse in it which is going to do something maybe because that is exactly what happened on the aisle each and every corpse according to uh sort of the best practices at the time which is to say things i came up with in the moment um were done in an effort to try and uh sort of mitigate that and it did nothing. It, so indeed, and you know, Leopold, that after the incident with like the bodies rising in New Zealand, that although people weren't keen at first, Weimar suggested that like, you know, we, we're going to have to burn the bodies. Now, being quite a sort of like religious people, as you all are, they they were like, oh, you know, we can't burn bodies. You know, you've got to like, lay people to rest. You know, like desecrating the dead. But when Weimar basically like laid it down, like, look, potentially anyone who dies is going to be like rising up and killing other people. Eventually, he persuaded like the village elder, like the elder man of the village, and he sort of made it known to other people. Yeah, we might not like it, but if it's a case of we have we burn bodies or we all get killed, best start building them bonfires. Yeah, the yeah, and ones, the new ones you can burn, and that's the end of the tale. But the old ones on the aisle, uh, I cut off the head of each one of them, uh, trying to stop. If there was something there, I, I wanted to get ahead of it, um, and it didn't work. See what you did there? Yeah, just using my old noggin. Um, <laughs> or their old noggin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't do anything. The corpses disappeared. I stacked them like cordwood, intending to burn them. But the dark came and missed. Corpses gone, rising up from the the original tombs like I did nothing. So if there's corpses here, I suppose let's let them be because I don't know what we can do. Uh, and you think it's you think it's something to do with this mist? You got a theory? I think, I think so. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't. I don't know why, but there, there was. I guess it's a part of the curse or whatever. But like, what, whatever happened to them? I think they were burned and then a curse somehow, or maybe the other way around. I, I don't know. The order of events was kind of hard to pick up from the tomb inscriptions, but I think something really bad happened to that particular group of. Uh, I think maybe religious nightly order that kind of group. And, and have you? Did you only find this mist on the aisle, or yeah. have you? In, no, right, uh, just on the aisle. Oh. And uh, that's where uh, I suppose that that's probably the the origin, or like the maybe let's see what's inside here. But that's where the curse comes from. That's where the the fresh kills try to get to. Right. Uh, so that's where we know uh, they are attracted to. They're, they're 
I, we didn't mention this because of the other things on the aisle there were other sort of accursed such as the fresh kills in our village that had been there for various amounts of time so when we got there the limp bodies such as we know that all these bodies turn to as when the sun is in the sky there were a lot of bodies on the aisle which I think I think we all think that they were um, victims of the ilk of our poor mates from the village they were recipients of a lesser curse here I think uh, such as the, the dead in our village and we dispatched those they stayed down when the darkness came well it's going to make things a little bit difficult for the purposes of colonising and making a living and trying to run a business etc with all this going on uh... yeah something needs to be done with the with the aisle and one can only hope that someone who who knows about these things eventually washes up on our shore because I did the thing I thought would work which is the off with the head the burning thing yeah uh, I think maybe the burning would have worked. No, we, we didn't get to see. <clears throat> we ran I know, he's ready. You was ready to burn him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We ran but the, the, time, the, so. the head, nothing. Uh, the corpses just disappeared. So. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. you're right. I think the burning thing would work. That yeah. seems, so seems reasonable to me. Maybe if we go in, and I think we do because we came all this way, we want to see what's there. And try and get out before it gets dark. Yeah, and also maybe leave the. Like, don't touch the bodies, maybe. I don't know if that does anything, but the... Um... Well, I'm not really in the business of touching bodies. I don't know yeah. quite what you're trying to say, but... No, I mean... I'll for... take that as a warning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know what you've heard about us dwarves, but... No, I wasn't trying to make you out like okay. tomb robbers or anything, uh, but... Okay, all right. But no, I that's just... that's fine. Appreciate the cautionary tale. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I suppose let's see what's in there. Do you have torches? I do. Okay. Uh Leo, do you have torch? Um I have a lantern. I will look at you. Oh, oh progressive. I will light it up. Yeah. Should the need arise. However, I don't want to I don't want to waste my oil oil needlessly if our friend here Mr. Cameron has a torch yeah John I'll get my shortly used torch going again the one that I used to wave at the direwolf yeah that's absolutely yeah. fine so I'll just, to make, just to make obviously you don't need to light them at the minute because you're not actually in any way dark but I'm assuming you've all got them ready basically yeah I'd like to see some frugal use of light sources indeed like my old grandma used to say and just to make you all aware, a torch burns for one hour after being lit. A lantern will burn for four hours on one flask of oil. Now, obviously, with your average sort of combat round being like six seconds, it's a long old time. I don't know why you would reference combat when we go into yeah, this just, abandoned just, temple. Just, just, <laughs> just, just in case, you know, I'm just floating it out there. Just floating it out there. Okay. He's trying to intimidate us. So I'm going to move you guys onto the map, which I'm hoping you'll all be able to see. 
Oh, it's a regular artist. Seems, seems like everything's in order, and we don't need to investigate further, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, as you guys are approaching the outside of this ruined temple, as you get nearer, you can see just outside the, the front entrance are what appear to be two mules, like pack mules. They're both dead. They're lying on their sides in the snow, and lying between them is just like a pile of stuff, like equipment that's just oh. like just like scattered all around, like it's just been dropped or thrown between these mules. You can see tracks very similar to like the clawed feet of the the strange like dogmen creatures you saw, but also there are some like human tracks that appear to head into the temple building but the clawed tracks also although they're all dotted around there's also a set heading into the temple as you look oh, I'm sorry go on no, I was going to say as you look around it's just like a bewildering array of like stuff that's just like lying around in the like shallow snow here you look around you, you see like a, a little bag on the floor that like you sort of like kick it with your foot and it makes a mat metallic chinking sound Leopold you open it up and there's like a load of chisels in it like there must be like nearly 20 like little little chisels in this bag uh, as, as you're sort of looking around Cameron you can see there's like a pitchfork and what looks like a miner's pick lying discarded in the snow as you you're looking around as well Weimar you can see what appears to be a like a small frozen vial of ink. There's a small little cask which has a sort of sickly sweet sort of smell coming from it. And there's a rake lying in the snow as well. A rake? Wow. Any rations or anything sort of immediately useful like that? Well, what I will do is... I don't know whether it will... I'll, I'll post this in the, the Zoom chat. A, a list of everything you can see, basically. Okay. And it's a fair old, like, pile of stuff. Uh, orange cage. What is that? Can we tell what that might be for? You can see it's it's quite badly dented and sort of, like, almost ruined. But there's, like, feathers and bits of fur inside. Like, maybe there was once an animal inside. You also yeah. find the remains of what looks to have been, like, some sort of small chariot or cart. Maybe the yeah. mules were pulling it, but it's been absolutely trashed. There's, like, a wheel there, a few bits of, like, um, reins there, another wheel over there. Looking at the wreckage, is there any uh, sort of identifiable quote-unquote animal marks on them like claw marks is what i'm going after or is it just like splintered wood with no so like you do find some claw marks and some bite marks particularly on the mules however a lot of the damage to the larger stuff like the like the, the chariot or cart appears to be sort of like bludgeoning damage like something's just like smashed it to pieces yeah uh, no sort of tool use, though. Like no, not that you can see. Or, or no, there's no signs of swords, bows, or anything like that. Yeah. It looks and to have been a savage attack, so everything's just, like, shredded. 
And the footprints going into the cave, are they like recent? They're in the snow, are they? And they're like recent or They're, they're in the recent? snow. They look, they look like they were fairly recent. I mean, probably within the last day or so. And like I say, it's a set of human footprints. You can tell by the distance apart they are that the person was obviously running and they sort of ran towards the entrance to the temple. And then there's these claw, these by now familiar sort of clawed footprints moving at speed alongside it. Funny set of stuff they got here. It's a chariot. Mm. Very strange. Well, if nobody's got any objections, I'm gonna pick up that sorted ham and that miner's pick. Yeah. Yep. So the salted ham counts as a ration, and obviously the miner's pick does what it says on the tin. Yep. Cool. Like yeah. I say, the um, things like the large cage, the large chest, the chariot. They're pretty much totaled. You can only really just tell what they were. There's also what appears to be like a like a, a sort of wooden loom, you know, for like weaving fabric. Yeah, I saw that. But but that's like been ripped to pieces. You can tell because you can see like the shuttle from it and like a few bits of like bundles of thread which are now like soaked. I'll take the chalk and the nails. <clears throat> um I might, I might grab up that vial of ink because I'm I'm not a dummy. Yeah, you, you pick it up. Obviously, it's been in the snow, so it is frozen, but yeah. it looks to be like reasonably intact. So you're pretty sure, like once it warms up, it'll, you might have to shake it a bit, but it'll probably be all right. Uh, is the the rope net a good nick? I'll take that too. No problem. For making traps and whatnot, it's as heavy as all get out, though. Mm. I put it in my backpack, though. I think it's it should fold up relatively small because it's kind of rope. Okay, well, since you know what you're taking, you've got the list. I'll remove the equipment pile from the the map. Should we go on and see what happened here? Yeah. I, I think say so. as I, I, I get a arrow out from my bow. I'll make sure my musket is primed and ready to go, and I guess we'll step into the entrance. Okay, not a problem. We're not in combat rounds, so feel free to move yourselves. Okay. Get up to here and see what I can see. Okay, yep, so Cameron and Weimar, you sort of stride in, going up the small steps that lead inside. You can see it's a columned building, although much of it is sort of like bits of the roof have collapsed. There's like little piles of rubble everywhere. At the, the sort of western end of it is what appears to be like a raised dais with a number of, a few small steps leading up to it. So sort of like here-ish. And you can see that where it sort of forms like a sort of round aperture, sort of emblazoned on the floor in sort of blue ink. I know it's not blue on the map, but use your imaginations. In blue ink is what appears, sort of faded and chipped, is what appears to be this sort of sunburst pattern around the dais. And you can see that sort of around the sort of curved part, there are sort of various like windows that look out over the hills. Okay. 
as you're looking obviously you can't see any footprints in here because there's a roof on it so there's no snow in here although it's made of stone so it's cold in here as you're looking around Cameron you can see what appears to be a flight of stone stairs here I hope you can see that ping I'm doing yeah can yeah okay. uh, and this mark in the middle of the floor is that blood or is that paint or it, it, it's not blood it actually appears to be sort of like a reddish stone that's been sort okay. of set into the floor and it seems to it seems to be like a slightly more abstract sunburst with like a few sort of other circles on it but it's you go and check it it's not blood or anything it's like they've laid like a mosaic of like reddish stone okay. into the floor pretty impressive um so i'll call out to the others that i found some stairs um and i guess there doesn't seem to be anything else so i think we should head down okay leopold from where you're stood sort of around about sort of here-ish mm -hmm. you can see what appears to be the faded remnants of some sort of small pictures or something similar on the wall again in a similar sort of blue sort of chipped like ink or maybe paint to the sunburst but they're like they're very small sort of little pictures you, you wouldn't be able to see them clearly unless you went sort of like up to them you yeah, I just spotted the discoloration. Uh, I'll just look over, see if Cameron's looking at us. If he's looking at us, I'm just kind of gonna give him a hand signal that I'm gonna go and have a quick look over here. If he's not looking, I'll I'll like make a like kind of noise and uh, yeah, then then do the do the hand signal thing Feel and free then to move yourself over head across over to these pillars okay. and you say uh, 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 these uh, these paintings or m murals on this south south elevation of the temple on that's the correct yeah okay. where the windows are yeah Indeed. in between the windows and I'm going to show you a picture which I'm hoping you can all see Oof. If you click, if you click on that, it will magnify it. Yep. Oof. Well, there's a cipher. It's a cipher, isn't it? Uh, the. Linguist as well. The something 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 the the something something of the something something the <laughs> So I think that little thing that looks like a turtle is a H and then the triangle thing is an E. As you rightly said, it appears to be a a selection of like pictograms due to the fact that they're sort of the condition they're in. They've obviously been here for like a long, long time. But like I said, they appear to be done in the same sort of blue ink or tincture that the, the sunburst was done in. A bit of woad or something like that. Yeah. 
that's what I think. Yeah, I wonder if that crocodile thing's an O. I can see that being an O. Could be nothing of the sort. Could not be anything like that. So we could look around and see if we can find something to decode. This may be up around the altar there. I'll call the others over because obviously they're not really aware of it yet. Um, I just like wave with my arm to gesture them over and point pointing at the wall. I'm kind of the reason I'm doing all this is I'm trying to be kind of quiet. Yeah. Not be shouting up like a big mouth. Because being a being being a dwarf, we know our voices and noise carries in in these places. That's quite true. Yeah, so you all see the, the the pictograms as shown. Like I say, quite faded, quite badly chipped. They look as though they were done like a little hastily. But other than that, you can't really determine a great deal about them at the moment. Unless one of you wants to make some sort of roll. Ah... Uh... Like a, because I have like a dex roll. <laughs> no, no, it would it would be like an intelligence or a wisdom. Well, I like, I can see that you know there's quite a few of these these let potential letters are repeating. If they're using an alphabet, there's anything like our common tongue. You know, there's a few common things cropping up there. Okay, in which case, Leopold, make me an intelligence roll. Obviously, you have to get under your intelligence score or equal to it and since you've already worked out some of that i'm going to give you a minus two bonus to your role do you have any it would your profession help you out in this regard or um nah, probably not really i mean he's he's a he's a mining engine well engineering mathematics yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll up it to a minus three. So roll a d20 minus three. You need to get equal to your intelligence or wisdom, whichever you prefer. Uh, intelli intelligence, I think. I've lost my character sheet. Get off my I'm really bad at window management, man. Uh, my intelligence is 12. Okay, so, uh, so I need an... Okay, so you rolled a 16. Oh, crap. So that's oh, 13 with the bonus, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I missed out by one. Huh? Okay, so Leopold and uh, Weimar, you're sort of like looking at it, and you're like discussing, you're trying to like puzzle this out. And Weimar, with the aid of the sort of stuff Leopold's already pieced together, yeah. although you're not really getting much more from it leopold but like i say he's already established like some basics like this is probably the mm -hmm. and stuff like that so peering at it well i mean it does take you a little bit of time i mean like 10 to sort of 15 minutes you manage to make out what you think are possibly a few words you think it mentions cold um people going south mm -hmm. you, the, there's some reference to some sort of shining or sun-like creature or person mm -hmm. 
and then there's a reference to going east. Yeah, so something is going south, something is going east. Um, probably one of these is people, and the other one probably is some kind of a sun embodiment. I don't think we can get much more from this. It's, and I, I think this is probably wild guessing either way. Do we do we have any uh, understanding of the legends of, of of you know when the ice came and that? Do we know well, about this? You know that according to legends, and you would all know this. You would know that according to legends, your peoples originally came from this this continent, and yeah. there, was, there was like a great ice age. Yeah, and because of that, there was what was referred to as the Great Exodus. Exodus, which was all of the peoples migrating south towards the equator and looking for warmer lands. Now, yeah. the the calendar, like you guys, date things as like AE after the Exodus, so from that time. Yeah. Now, that was like a good like. Well, I'll tell you exactly how long ago it was. It, it was a good like. Uh, See, so you're in the year 1,286 AE, so it was 1,286 years ago, if the calendar's correct. Mm-hmm. And we, we 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 were the lot that went east, were we not? Or we sort of went south and then went east off to another landmass? If this refers to you guys, you would probably be the people who went south. Oh, because right, you, okay. You left this continent, travelled southwards towards the equator, because obviously this is up in the north. Yeah, you travelled south in search of warmer lands, or rather, your forefathers and their forefathers. Yeah, 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 or ancestors. Like, yeah. yeah. So we don't know about this people that went east, then. So, all oh, right. So that's a new development. As far as far as your legends are concerned, like I say, it's like it's like over a thousand years ago. So, like there's not exactly like mad historical records because it was pretty much a, the exodus was like it wasn't an organized thing it was nah. a shit the ice is coming get to the boats and like yeah, head yeah. south so a lot of information was lost and a lot of yeah. sort of technology was lost it's only after like a thousand odd years that you guys have like climbed your way back up and sort of rebuilt yourselves that you've been able to start sort of heading out again so there's no real sort of like exact records as far as you guys know like your people left the continent ahead of the ice sheets and headed south for warmer climbs. But that's as far as your legends go. And obviously you don't know what happened here after that because it was believed up until recently when it was discovered that the ice had like moved back a bit. You guys believe that it was just like a frozen wasteland up here. So like yeah. no one ever bothered trying to travel back. And do we know anything about what lies out to the east or is that just mysterious? You know that it's rumoured that to the east is like where the sort of so like east and to the north is where like the great sort of glaciers begin, right? So like effectively like the sort of North Pole sort of style yeah. deal. Yeah, and and in this world, does the sun still rise in the east and set it in the west? Indeed, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Well, this we is look if there's more. Okay, so, so what I'm going to suggest is before you guys delve in, I'm going to suggest we have a short five-minute break. We'll go and grab a drink, use yep. the facilities, etc. We'll come back in five minutes and we'll carry on. Okay. Ooh.
got to sort myself out better set up here, John. I'm all tangled up with wires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how it is, man. wait for Johannes to get back and then we'll crack on. Okay, so you guys are stood at the top of this stone flight of stairs in this ruined temple. The stairs head down into the darkness beyond. And from, as you're sort of listening from the, the bottom of the stairs, you can just faintly hear this like, dung, dung, dung. Almost like a gong or someone like smashing two like metal pans together. What do you do? Does it seem like it's getting closer and coming up the stairs? or It doesn't, no. Okay. It's definitely coming from the bottom of the stairs, and it appears to be sort of like fairly consistent. But it's not getting any closer. Okay. Um, so I think I'll ready my musket and start walking down the stairs. Okay, no problems. I'm going to move you guys onto the next map. Now, I've sort of placed you all so you're not sort of like all on top of each other in terms of your tokens, but also you are all actually on the stairs. So let's just switch maps. hoping you can all sort of see some of the map and it's not done that ridiculous thing with the lighting again no it's it's good oh, at least for good me. yeah okay splendid so as you guys head down the stone stairs obviously you hear the clanging sound getting like louder and louder because you're getting nearer to it uh, as you sort of like move down the stairs with uh, i'm assuming you like light your torches and your your various lanterns etc so you can actually mm -hmm. see as you head down the stairs you see one of these bone tails of 
dogmen creatures and it's standing next to what appears to be a almost like a sort of a, a metal gate it's just like three sort of metal poles that is and it's like it's basically throwing itself against these metal poles and sort of like banging on them with its claws and every now and again it spins around and you see this bony tail go bang and smack into these metal bars you see the metal bars are sort of bent a little bit but they've not sort of given way yet and this creature seems intent on like smashing its way through these metal bars however as you guys move down obviously you're carrying lights as you guys move down it obviously sees the lights it turns around and it lets out this sort of <laughs> growl deep in its throat. You see like its tail rises up behind it. You see this bone clubs are swishing dangerously behind it. And it sort of crouches uh, down as if it's getting ready to like spring, you know, in the way that like dogs or wolves do. These things are most disagreeable, aren't they? They seem very angry. Okay, obviously there's there's no surprise to be uh, dealt with here. So I'm going to ask, can you guys choose one of you to roll initiative for you? Since it's team initiative. So. Well, as Cameron went down the stairs first, I reckon he should roll it. Okay, may that D6 roll, Cameron. And perhaps his youthful vigour will aid. Okay, let me roll for the Adus. beast. Or, or not. <laughs> it does. Okay, oh, so there you go. This thing's getting ready to spring, but you guys have obviously hustled down the stairs and you've sort of caught it a bit unawares. It was so focused on getting through this gate that it's turned around seeing you guys, but you guys have got ample time to react. So I'm just going to go in the order you guys are on my Zoom screen. Although, if anyone wants to go in a particular order, just let me know. So, Leopold. I might go first because oh. I'm going to fire. Yeah, if, if you right. want to, go for it. Yeah, so I will just... And I put my fingers in my ears. Yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, I've seen these things used before. Okay, so you've rolled your misfire chance, have you? Yeah, it definitely okay. went off, yeah. Excellent. So there's this deafening, like... <laughs> And the stairway you guys are on is filled with this foul-smelling black powder smoke that for like a few seconds makes it quite difficult to see. You're probably all coughing and spluttering a bit because you're all sort of like behind him on the stairs as this billowing cloud of black and grey smoke engulfs you. Okay, so let's check what this bad boy's armour class Oh, you have just hit him. Okay, however, the obviously it's... It's only like one damage, so it's only a graze. So you fire off the shot, but because you're on the stairs and it's like springing towards you, you're not able to get like a considered shot. You pretty much just have to like... As it's diving towards you, the shot zings it on the neck and you see a bit of the fur spray up and a little bit of blood come out. However, it does need to make a morale check because you just fired a black powder weapon at it. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, so obviously it's springing forward, but Leopold, what do you want to do? I will shoot my crossbow. Go for it. Oh, 
that's not going to hit. Okay, you fire your crossbow. However, as this thing's moving into the light more, you can see, because this is the first time you've seen one up close and personal. You've always been at a distance before. You can actually see that, like, some of its skeleton appears to be almost like on the outside, like an exoskeleton. And your Oof. your sort of bolt hits one of its bony shoulder blades and, like, ding, bounces off it. Why more? What are you doing? Nasty. Uh, I had the arrow ready, so it's Go going to be it. a bow shot. Thirteen. Okay, your arrow grazes its shoulder, but not enough to do it any damage. So it's leaping forward to attack. Obviously, as we said, Cameron's like the first down the stairs, so it's going to be going at Cameron first. And I'm pretty sure with that terrible score, it's probably going to miss. Yes. Yeah, it's better with that damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, it leaps on top of you and it's trying to claw at your face and your like your neck, your your sort of like exposed areas, and you're sort of like holding up your your like your musket, sort of like fending it off, and it's not able to get a purchase as you sort of like half topple over backwards with it sort of bearing down on you. Okay. Okay. Over to you guys. Okay, so I want to take out my tomahawk <clears throat> and uh, try to hold it off with one hand. Just want to swing and try and give it a crack on the head. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Make your attack roll. Uh, and I miss. Yeah, so you're trying to defend <clears throat> it off, but because you're also having to try and like defend yourself as it's like just like almost frenziedly like clawing at you, you're not able to sort of break off from your defense long enough to like strike a blow on it. Why, Mar? What are you doing? Uh, is there room to maneuver? Because the the thing here obviously doesn't represent what we're actually doing here. Yeah. So, is there room for me to maneuver to get into like chopping range? Yes, there, there definitely is. Okay, yeah. So, like, just sling the bow over the shoulder, sword out, and uh, get in with the with the stabs. Okay, here it goes. Yep. Okay. So it's a it's a frantic like <laughs> yeah. scrabble. So so Leopold, as you're sort of like looking down the stairs, you can basically see Weimar, Cameron, and this thing sort of like all in like a big sort of bundle. Weimar's frantically stabbing with his sword. Cameron's trying to like hold it off with the musket and like bring his axe around. This creature's scrabbling around with its claws. Its tail's like lashing out, smacking into the walls. What do you do? Um, well, I've got... Um, I've reskinned a battle axe as a forest axe. So it's like a felling axe, a two-handed thing, yeah. which is pretty familiar with for chopping pit props and stuff like that. Um, I was just trying to look. I can't remember what the rules were for having a two-handed weapon in this was. Um, but I, I wanna... think it was mainly it's slow. But slow, there's, yeah. I there's a couple remember. of variables between like what what it is, the big uh, axe. Well, I'll tell you what, since, since it's important, I shall look it up. Just give me a moment. So I, th I think uh, from memories of 1981, I think I... 
So that that fresh. You're gonna have to cut. Yeah, you're gonna have to cut me some slack, man. I was only one. It's D8 damage, I think. Okay. Well, since it's important, let's just check. Yeah, D8. Yeah. Melee. Slow and two handed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go for it. That's uh, plus one to hit, plus one to damage. Did anything happen? I've not seen anything come up yet. Try again. Anything yet? Ah, right. Well, that ain't working. Okay. Just get a d20 roll. I'll do a d20 roll. So, 16. Yeah, and you... Okay, yep. So, you've hit it. So... Okay. Roll your damage. That, yep. Uh, so f uh, three plus one four. Okay, so you hit it, and you can now see there's there's like a you score like a vicious wound across its torso. It, it sort of springs backwards. Obviously, that it's now off the top of Cameron and Weimar, and it's sort of like moved back a bit, snarling. But you can see this horrible tear across its torso, with like blood leaking out of it. That foul beast. Okay, so we're, I'm going to make, since it's like fairly injured, I'm going to make another morale check for it. Unhand the young fella. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's fine. Right, okay, so what it's going to do is instead of like trying to deal with you guys, obviously you've just put the hurt on it, thanks to Leopold, it again throws itself at the metal gate. And this time, as it clatters into it the metal gate finally gives way and it's going to move th it moves through and sort of like disappears into the darkness of the chamber beyond I've just realised where the metal gate was I was a bit slow there was... alright yeah it's not there anymore no <laughs> Okay. Take care of that. Take care of that for us. One, one less job for us to do. Over to you guys. I guess I kind of want to follow it and see where it's going. Okay, as you move forward uh, with your torch, you can see into another small stone chamber beyond. In the north sort of wall is what appears to be a. A metal double door. You can just catch sight of like a couple of like keyholes in the door, so it's sort of like here-ish. I'm just gonna nudge Weimar and say to him, This young fella's gonna get my hairy ass killed. <laughs> you can't really <laughs> see it. Yours isn't the only one. Okay, the creature appears to be heading southwards. 
Okay. Occasionally it drops to the floor and it's like... <laughs> as it's okay. moving. Uh, and is there, as it's running away, can I get an attack on it? Yeah. Okay, so you launch your attack just as it sort of scuttles forward, dropping to all fours, and you don't manage to land a blow on it. Leopold, what do you do? Um, um, yeah, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm just going to follow up John there, just back him up here. Okay, no problems. I'll, 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 pre- I'll perhaps stash my axe and get my crossbow and load it up ready. That's fine. You can do. You're only moving like fairly slowly, so that's fine. You put your axe on your back and you're sort of thumbing a crossbow bolt into your crossbow as you move. Yeah. How about yourself, Weimar? Um, I guess I'll I'll follow them in, uh, and if I can move there. Yeah, that's fine. Take a stab. Go for it. No. Okay, the creature is moving so quickly on all fours that it's difficult to get a blow in on it. Because obviously it's not moving in a static line, it's sort of moving around as it's moving. As you're sort of looking past it now with your sort of torchlight, you can see there's a door in the south wall here. It's a wooden door, but with like bits of metal in it. But you see like the doors actually like open and the creature's heading towards it. I'll move the creature. It sort of scuttles through the open doorway into the darkness beyond. And from the darkness you hear like a... Okay. What sort of noise do we think that was, John? It it sounds, to, to, to your expert dwarven ear, it sounds like someone like hammering on wood you know banging their fists on wood all right okay well maybe that creature's run into something well let's go and see i Uh, thought you might say that i thought you might say that cameron okay okay so you you move southwards carrying your torch and as you enter the next chamber, you can see on the southern wall is like the rotted and sort of long decayed remnants of what must have been some like draperies or maybe a tapestry. To the west, you can see the creature. There's a wooden door in front of it, this one closed, and it's hammering on the door and like clawing at the door. And over the sounds of it snarling and the loud like <coughs> of it hammering on this wooden door. You can just about make out from beyond it. Someone going, <laughs> oh blimey! Okay, so I will uh, try and hit it again, or at the very least, distract it from the door. Ooh, boom! Oh, there you go. Whoosh. Okay, so would you like to describe the spectacular fashion in which you dispatch this creature? <laughs> um. So I guess what I'm kind of looking to do is as it, it it's kind of ha- it's fusing its fists, is it? Yeah. You see, it was basically it's hammered with its fists and it was just getting ra- getting ready to turn around and smash its club tail into the door when you like leapt in and delivered the kiving blow. Okay, so kind of what I see myself doing is having jumped on its tail 
to kind of put it off balance <laughs> and then a wallop into the back of the head then to kind of knock it out and put it down yeah you guys hear this weird sort of combination of almost like a human screaming and a dog howling as you deliver this killing blow john the noise echoes throughout the stony chambers of this temple the creature twitches for a few moments as you pull your weapon free of it and then it lies still okay um sorry so just describe the creature again it's is a skin kind of like humanoid skin or kind of yeah, furry it, it skin's humanoid but with like odd sort of patches of bristly fur on it and like okay. say parts of its skeleton appear to be on the outside almost like an exoskeleton its okay. head is distinctly a sort of mishmash of like human and canine features and extending from the back of it is this long club-like tail which twitches a couple of times before before it finally realizes it's dead it, okay. in summary it's bloody gross it's a gross thing <laughs> what a monstrosity okay um and the exoskeleton does that remind me of the bear exoskeleton it, it looks a little bit similar yeah Okay. Ooh. Okay. Cool. So uh, once I'm down there, I'll call out to whoever's behind the door. Uh, hello, my name is John. Uh, the creature is dead now. Okay, make me a charisma roll. Ooh. I am super charismatic. Okay, so after a few moments, the door opens, and behind it you see a very frightened-looking man. He's wearing sort of like winter weather clothes, although sort of they must have once been sort of quite fine clothes. And he, he looks, he's, he's wet, he's got bits of blood on him. He looks absolutely terrified. He says, you're sure that, that, that vile creature's dead? Yeah, and I'm kind of standing on its head. Yeah, yeah you, it's you just, absolutely like, dead. Yeah. And he, he slowly sort of like edges out from behind the door. You can tell from the way he moves that he was obviously like up against the back of the door, like trying to hold it shut because there's no like lock on it. Yeah, he, uh, he moves out and he's like, he, he sort of like gra grabs your hand and like shakes it earnestly. And he's like, oh. Thank you. I, I, I had to flee in there after that that horrible creature slew my mules. I, I, oh, I barely you must, escaped. You must be the nail and chalk merchant. He's, he's, he's sort of like he gets like a slight look of sort of like as though he's slightly knocked by you saying that, and he sort of like, he tries to like straighten up his like obviously dishevelled clothing, and he says, um, "Well, well I'm, I'm I'm not just a not just a purveyor of." Chalk. Um, I'm a. My my name is a, a Hercules Buchanan. I'm a, I, I'm a trader. Uh, I I'd only recently arrived on these um, shores. I, I'd heard a, I'd heard someone was trying to trying to set up a free trade post near here, and I well I, I was on my way here with my my wagons and um, a, a smattering of merchandise to, to see if there was anything in it. Uh, and then as I say that as we were passing these ruins, that that creature leapt out and. Uh, 
slew my mules and I, I was forced to flee and take shelter here. Luckily, I was able to, I was able to squeeze through the bars of that uh, grate, but I could hear the, the, that damn thing trying to, try, trying to force its way through and batter them down. I, I've been hiding in here since. You're a lucky man. And he sort of moves around and like shakes you all by the hand, and he's like, "Oh, yes, oh, but 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 bless blessings of, but but blessings of God upon upon all of you." Oh, I helped myself to a bit of your stuff. I hope you don't mind. He, he just sort of like waves waves a hand. He, he doesn't seem unduly fussed. Yeah. What man. is the name Good of man. this outpost that you were looking for? He says, "Well, I'm, I, I'm not sure it has a name at the moment. It's it's not a it's not a full outpost. You see, it's a." I'd heard uh, from, from some of my contacts that there were a, a few people who were, were gathering near here uh, to see if it was worthwhile setting up a, a permanent trade post in a, a Valconan, but, but I, I never made it there. I don't, I don't think it's a permanent, uh, it's a permanent uh, structure or anything yet. Uh, of course, I, uh, I, I stopped off at one of the, uh, one of the, I think it was a, uh, was it Eastbourne or was it Kershire? I, I stopped off at one of the, the forts to uh, resupply on my way here, but um, I, I didn't actually make it to to this uh, this gathering place. I, I have no idea if it's uh, what, what, what the scale that is. Uh, he says, um, "Well, well, I don't have, I don't have a full map, as I'm sure you're aware. Falconan's not the interior's not been fully mapped yet, but I uh, I, I had directions." Uh, uh, I, I know where the forts are. I know where uh, I know where I was supposed to be going. Uh, if any of my my curiosity hadn't got the better of me, I saw the uh, I saw the ruins of this place and thought I'd, I'd travel past them and just sort of not venture in, just sort of have a look from the outside. And then that that creature set up on us. Um, and you and you, you should, sorry, go on. No, I was I was going to say, Leo. Um, how about let's us sit down, talk about these directions. And let's warm us up the the vial that you took from outside, and scratch out what what might even pass for a map. <laughs> well, yes, I, I I can certainly I can I mean that's the least I could do. Uh, I, I can certainly sketch you out a map of uh, of where I've been. Yeah, or or without without word, I'll just produce the ink and hand it across to Weimar. Give it a little shake to see if it's warmed up a bit. It has because you've sort of like tucked it under your yeah, yeah. your gear. Yeah. So, uh, I suppose like <laughs> at least Weimar would like to just like sit down with with Hercules and just like talk about the uh, the the route that they took and the sort of I presume the directions are based on landmarks. So indeed, like get all that down and uh, sort of figured out. Okay, so are you guys sort of like heading out of the tent, like out of the subterranean area, or are you just sitting down where you are? Probably just sit down where we are, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think inside might be a good because we're not in a super hurry to get out before dark. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, as he's sketching you this map, I'm going to move you guys back to the main map. Yeah, I'll map. slice him off a bit of his. Um bit of his salted ham and feed him up a bit yeah he, he, he greedily eats it i mean you you know from the tracks that he must have been sort of like in there for at least like a day 
So he's just been like holed up in this little thing, like pressing himself against the door, sort of scared witless. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uncover the parts of the map that he's going to draw for you, effectively. So yeah, oh, cool. And, and there's no parchment, so it's going to be like a piece of animal skin that we're like dappling <laughs> ink onto. Absolutely fine. Or skin off the dog, man. Oof, that's fresh though. <laughs> Very, very fresh. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's on the moist side of life, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what, what was we praising Gail about finding that stuff? Uh, I, I, I Like the, the tomahawk attack where it's critical and max damage. That's... Oh, right. That. That's Gale. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you should see that like two extra like big hexes have been revealed on yep. the map. Yep. We transposed Gale to this setting as well, have we? It would appear so. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a heresy, though. <laughs> oh, undoubtedly. Okay, so he's so I won't, that he tell, I won't from... tell if you don't. Okay, so, <laughs> so he can, 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 can you guys see the, the can you guys see the arrow yeah. that I've got on the map? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's basically saying his ship landed here. Yeah, he travelled north to this place called Fort Eastburn. He then tells you he travelled east. He says there was some sort of like isolated dwelling there, in? but he didn't yeah. have like a chance to like look into it. He then sort of skirted the very edge of the the lake here. Sort of like between the mountains where they sort of sloped off a bit into the lake. He travelled on into the hills. He says he was basically heading to somewhere just north of here. But as he was heading past the temple, which is obviously where you are, he sort of thought, oh, I'll just travel past and travel like this. Then obviously he got attacked. Mm-hmm. And that was as far as he got. Okay. Right. Well, well, my friend, you are very bold to head out on your own on such a journey. He says, well, well, yes, sir. I knew it would be, be dangerous in Valconan, but uh, obviously the, 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 the trader, this is, this is a, a new, and he does like the inverted commas thing, he's like, a newer land. Um, the, given that there's no established trade routes here, the, 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 the possibilities for trade, should it prove worthwhile, are, are, are too good to ignore. Um, most, I'm, I'm, Back, back, back at home. I'm a, I'm, I'm small fry. I'm not a, I'm not one of the greatly established traders, and there's there's not a lot of room to manoeuvre. All of the all of the trade routes are already in people's possessions. Out here, however, if you were the first to get in and claim trade routes or establish them, why you, you could make your fortune here? It, it was too good an opportunity to ignore. Or at least I thought, and he sort of ruefully looks around at like the wreckage of his a, stuff. A, a bit of a desperate gambit, I feel. A bit of a desperate gambit. He says, yes, but as I say, back in uh, Rohalene, the, all of the trade routes are owned by huge mercantile companies and concerns. There's, You either pay your way with them, and if you're lucky, in 30, 40 years, maybe you, you'll get a seat at the table, but that's not guaranteed whereas out here your your fortunes in your own hands it's a it's it's the it's a frontier 
and no one's mm. yet laid claim to the trade routes here and you can almost see that sort of like look of greed coming over his face as he's like thinking about all that those lovely like gold pieces he could get if he was like the first trade route establisher oh mm. hardy at best insanity at worst mm. well at least this time this one didn't uh, lay claim to you and yours well I guess it did to yours but and I, I nudged the the corpse uh, with a with a toe. Um, a great great thanks for this. Um, this this helps us, and I presume like we've because uh, in order to establish any kind of sensible like mapping thing, uh, we would have talked about where we come from so that we can yeah. triangulate the the thing. So, uh, <clears throat> yep, we uh, we come from New Zealand. It's a small village and. He, he, he basically gets you to like show him where it is on the map yeah. he's drawn. Yeah. And uh, uh, we have plenty of lumber. Um, would you have fish? We're at the coast, so that goes. Um, we're fresh, so we're still setting up uh, other things. But uh, for now, it's, it's lumber and fish, uh, I think, which we have most of. Um, Leo, uh, I don't think we're pulling up anything yet from below. Anything uh, sensible, anyway? He says, no, well, but we well, do have hides and furs and other stuff for sale as well, because we do a good bit of hunting. Leo mm. Cameron says, well, um, my, my original idea was uh, that uh, in about a week's time, the, the, the boat that brought me here was going to return. If I uh, if I'd been able to establish the, that there was decent training opportunities, uh, I was going to sail back with the boat, uh, bring the rest of my stock here, and s set myself up in Valcona um, on a more permanent basis. Obviously, if there, there weren't any opportunities for trade, I would simply get back aboard the boat and sail back to Rohalim. Mm. So, how is it looking now? Given all the givens? He says, well, I... I, I suppose I'll I'll push on to to, to the gathering place and uh, see what's what. But uh, most of my stock is ruined or damaged. I have I have precious little to actually trade. Uh, still, if there if it looks promising at the at the gathering place, I suppose I could always get back aboard the boat and uh, bring the rest of my stock w back with me. But uh, alas, I feel I, I have very little to trade now. So, I will give you very bad odds if you continue on your own from here. There's things in these hills, and where you're going, if I understood correctly, and I hold up the, the skin piece, if you're going this way, and I indicate the uh, sort of this way, like towards the... Uh, where I guess we we know because there's an open area here. There's not like a huge forest here, so I guess we know that in the distance there's the sort of elevated area, like the terrain like goes up vastly. Oh, at which so, point he he takes the map off you again. He says, uh, he says, well, I don't know how accurate this is, but uh, when I was at Fort Eastburn, I did get a bit of the lay of the land, so to speak, and he sketches on some additional details onto the map. Mm -hmm. and he says uh, he then sort of puts a uh, he draws like a crude representation of like a couple of tents 
and he says this is where we were supposed to be meeting right right so now you've anticipated my next question hmm why my there's many dogmen are I, I am inclined to agree with your suggestion that he will not get far alone on this mission. You, my friend, you will be dog food. He says, um, if you carry on. He says, well, I, uh, I don't have a great deal to offer, but um, is there any chance that, uh, I mean, you, you, you three seem seem capable i mean you you dealt with that creature and he like kicks the the dead body of the of the dog man he says would it be possible for me to uh, re retain your services in the short term to, to to escort me to the the place i'm supposed to be going you think uh you think castlemaine can smoke on its own for a little bit longer I, I'm sorry, I, I don't understand. So, so, okay, oh yeah, sorry. It, it, to my friends over here. Uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, I'm I'm still a little bit shook up from my my ordeal. Understandable. Have another bit of ham. Oh, thank you. You're feeding his own ham to him. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, he, he doesn't even irony. seem to have, like, he doesn't even seem to have twigged to that. He's just like, I'm not eating for a day, and this this dwarf's giving me ham. Oh, delicious! I'm generous ham. like that. Oh, sweet, sweet honey glazed ham. <laughs> That's the like I used to have. I should charge Wait him. A minute. <laughs> I should sell him sell him his ham back to him. He, he reaches on after he's finished chomping down on the um, sweet, sweet ham. He reaches under his um, his jacket and he pulls out like a very small pouch, and he says, uh, I, "I don't have a great deal on me, only a, a, a few small per personal savings. But uh, I, I'd be willing to I'd be willing to pay you f for your services uh, if you could see me safely to to uh, the, the the trade area, and if at all possible, back to um, Fort Eastburn." I'm sure from there I could make my way to the to the coast and to where the boat's going to meet me. Well, well, I've I've no real objection to headed up that way, up near them mountains, and maybe there's some gold in that there river. Uh, at which point, uh, uh, Buchanan, looking a little bit thoughtfully, says, uh, fr "From what you're saying, you." And from what you've drawn on the, the map, and you were saying you came from the south, so you must have, uh, you as you headed here, you must have passed the mountains on on your west. Yep, he says. So, when I was at Fort Eastburner, obviously I I was talking to people, like say trying to get the the lay of the land before I before I set out. I I heard a few people there say that there was a uh, there was some sort of dispute with a fort. Kershey, which is about, about a day to the north of it, and uh, uh, something about wanting to build a, a, a watchtower in the in the mountains. Uh, uh, there, there's some dispute between the, uh, the the lords of the two forts about who was going to be in control of the watchtower. I, 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 it didn't sound like it had escalated into outright uh, outright violence, but. Um, when I when I was talking to some of the the, the soldiers at uh, at Fort Eastbourne, a few of them said that they they wouldn't be surprised if it broke out into a conflict there. 
I don't suppose you, you heard anything of that, any any shots, any sort of stranger noises while you were traveling near the mountains? We did hear something. Yeah, there were, there were noises. Um, we didn't ascertain the truth of it. He, he draws a sort of a rough X on the um, the map where he says this site is, which you should be able to see like a little soldier there. Yeah. So what are the powers that are involved in these forts? Are they our people from back in the homeland? He says, yes, they're, uh, they're, they're people from Rohalina. And from what I gather, uh, it's, uh, it's a couple of... Well, rather like myself, I'm fairly sort of well, not like myself. I'm a trader. They're, they're nobles, of yeah, course, but yeah, a, yeah. A minor nobles who, like myself, are, are seeking to establish themselves here, but because of the great potential of Valcon and uh, they, 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 they must have travelled over in large ships and bought settlers, uh, workmen, uh, their, right. their personal retinues with them. Uh, they, 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 they've basically built. I mean, I've not been to Fort Kershey, but uh, from what I hear, it's pretty similar. Uh, they're, they're, they're sort of fortified villages, you know, wooden palisades around them, that sort of thing. I mean, I'm, I'm no expert on such things. So it's a bit of a land grab going on. I was just going to say that we came all this way to find two lords feuding over land. Some things never change, do they? No. Says, I thought I, I thought we'd put all this behind us. Buchanan says, uh, "Well, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if in the if in the coming weeks and months there aren't more people arriving here. But as I'm sure you're aware, back on Rohalene, uh, that, that there's a lot of people who are poor, who, who are struggling, and a lot of people who don't think they have anything to lose. But despite the dangers, there's plenty potentially to gain here in Valconan." Not to mention mm. those who are drawn by the, uh, the the law of revisiting what, if you believe the legends, is, is our ancient homeland. Oh, I believe the legends, my friend. I believe the legends. So if what you're saying is true, there's going to be a lot of dead people here soon. People <laughs> wandering, people coming up here looking for whatever it is and getting ate by these. And I, I poke the, the corpse again. He says, uh, "Yes, I mean, I, obviously, I'll, I'll warn the, the, the people at Fort Eastburn if, if, if I can get back there. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, I mean, there's I, a whole I, nest uh, right here, and I'll like show on the map. Like, show on the map. You know, he goes like a, a bit pale as like he, he thinks about like how much mm -hmm. damage he saw one of these creatures doing. You're like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. there's a nest of them there. He's like, <sighs> and he looks very worried. He's obviously." He's obviously not used to, to like roughing it, and he's obviously not like a combat-capable person by any stretch yeah. of the means. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll deal with all that when the time comes. I, I just hope that we'll have a little bit more time before that that foolishness started. Uh, but I suppose it's the way of the world. Let us just make sure we are established before these fools come. Yeah. <clears throat> and perhaps we will make our fortune from them. Mm. 
He says, oh, right. So, so, so would you would you be willing to uh, accompany me to, to to the to the gathering place and to to, to the fort? And he, he sort of like opens up this pouch and he says, uh, I, I'm afraid I, I only have my my personal savings, um, th- thirty coins. But but if I, I would gladly give them to you if you can escort me. Uh, I look to uh, Cameron. Um, I'd be real dour, like we're gonna take on another stray kind of thing. Um, but kind of ultimately, tiny bit greedy as well, looking at the coins. Um, I kind of give a a real dour nod. Tell you what, though, and I'll sort of put a hand on the coins. What if? You bring your boat around to New Seal Land. Um, y- yes, we'll... I mean, I, I'd have to meet. I'd have to meet it first in the, in the sort of place we'd established on the the coast just south of uh, Fort Eastbourne. But uh, I, I suppose yes. Um, once once I've travelled back to Roelene, which will obviously take me some time, but mm-hmm. w- once I return, and you've given me the location, I could certainly arrange to, to have yeah. the ship more near there. Yeah, well, uh, I, I believe there's some uh, there's some dangerous uh, rocks and uh, reefs just to the. Uh... Oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> I was going to speak about that next. So um, <laughs> keep a keep a safe distance. Have um, have uh, smaller boats. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, yes, we could traverse. We, yeah, we could we could um, we could anchor the ship offshore. I'm I'm sure and uh, use rowboats to come aboard. I'd certainly be willing to, to have the ship more near your settlement. Yeah, we we will eventually, of course, uh, need to have a, a trading uh, post of our own. And given the situation here, uh, I thought it only prudent that we extend the invitation to you. You. Uh, there's a yes. yeah, there's a small piece in all of us that led us here, and I think that is rather large a piece in your case, and maybe it will motivate you to do business with such, such as us, however modest our means may be, uh, given uh, the situation here. He says, "Well, yeah, obviously, I'll." Uh, I, I, should I decide to continue trading in Valcona? Mm. Obviously, I'll need to establish a, a permanent base. I had thought Fort Eastbourne, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't see why I couldn't establish uh, establish my my trade from your settlement. Yep, that's on land. That's what I was thinking. We have the river. We're on the coast. We have Indeed. access inland. From what we've drawn here, I don't think Fort Eastbourne does that so you would have access to quite close from what i can tell from our drawing here from your um, trading post here in the north as well up the river he says so, well yes yes that certainly sounds reasonable and uh, as i've said uh, should i decide to carry on trading i'd mm. certainly be willing to uh, if not actually in your settlement since i don't want to inconvenience people i'd certainly be willing to mm. build my uh, Whatever trading concern um, near near to your surely there is space on the coast. Indeed, we, we... as 
as you say, the if this map you've this bit of the map you've drawn is accurate, it seems like a, a prime location, easy access inland, like you say, access to the river, uh, access to the coast. Yeah, it's there's there's a reason why Leo here, and I'll, I'll point at him, and uh, some other fellas pick this one for our, our spot here. Mm. They they have the long view. And I'll tell you what, fella, Wymo's got a long way of saying it, but you've got some balls. I'll give you that. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, y- yes, it, 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 sounds, it sounds ideal. Yep, you've got some balls, and it'd be most advantageous for you to pull up your ship outside New Zealand. We'll sort you out. He says, well, well, yes, obviously the, the, the journey back to Rohalene will take me at least a, a couple of months and uh, a similar distance back, assuming a fair wind, uh, and obviously whatever time it takes me to get my stock together. But, but yes, if, uh, if, that, if that will secure your aid to, to escort me, I, I will quite happily place whatever trading concern yeah. I, I construct near your uh, village, and perhaps even I'll be able to... Uh, Hire some of your your fellow settlers to to help with the construction of said. Mm-hmm. Most oh, yeah. we, we have all the wood we can. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm in no rush, my kind. We're we're long lived. We're we're in no rush. We we we, we prefer the long game. And he he, he shakes you all by the hand again, and he's like, "Oh, well, well, we consider it done then." Right. So, um, anything you saw there behind you <laughs> while you were uh, trying not to get eight um, that might be worth liberating from this place he says um, he, he looks around and he says well I, I didn't see anything of uh, particular interest but to be honest I was I was so intent on securing the door in this chamber that I, I barely moved from the door so I would like to take a quick peek inside the whatever en- enclosure he was in. Um, yep. So you look inside the small stone chamber, and there's what looks to have once been like a sort of like a stone throne, slightly raised up, side in there, or some sort of like ornamental chair, basically, like I say, carved mm-hmm. out of stone, but it's it's quite badly worn down. Yeah. Okay. So. Boom, 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 boom. Can you please roll me a d6? Three. Okay, so you have a quick look around the room. At first, I mean, you take a fair old amount of time sort of doing it. At first, you don't find anything, but as you're as you're sort of like looking around this this stone throne and you're sort of examining it in more detail you find what appears to be a small sort of stone uh, sort of pot, like flagstone that's not actually mm-hmm. part of the throne but it's been like pushed in like a little little hidden compartment so it's like flush with it but obviously with the with the cold the sort of contracting and expanding it's slightly come away from it you don't think it'd be too difficult to like prise this like stone out of the side of the chair we also have a pick, conveniently. Oh yes, we do. Uh, Leo, <laughs> there's pick work to be done. <laughs> okay, so Leo gets his pick. 
sort of like puts it in the crack of this like concealed sort of compartment in the stone chair, presses on it with his dwarfish strength and is rewarded when the stone goes <laughs> and falls to the floor. As it does so, like a small pile of like silver coins, like just like, like cascades out. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think, I think we're in business. And you can see, sort of like looking over the top of the bit that's come out, there's like more like inside the throne, like the throne's hollow. I'll, I'll smack the throne. <laughs> you, you sort of spend a bit of time scooping them out, and you estimate there's like, there's probably like 500 like small silver pieces in here. They're not your sort of modern silver pieces, they all appear to sort of be very thin, and they all have like uh, the symbol of the sun like stamped onto them. Mm-hmm. And as you're sort of like rooting around and you're sort of pulling out all this silver, you find what appears to be a small like clay vial with like a little stone stopper in the top of it. Is there anything on the clay? Like on the outside? No. Okay. But you can hear like sloshing inside? Okay. Probably handle that with care. uh, And I'll give it out to either Leo or Cameron, whoever like (laughs) puts their hand up. I'll definitely take it because I have no fear. Yeah, and uh, I'll get out like my um, my other shirt, and I'll yep. I'll make a bag. <laughs> I'll start scooping the silver in. That's fine. Now, bear in mind, a standard backpack can only hold like four hundred coins. Uh, I have a standard backpack actually, so I can take four hundred of them. Oh yeah, and I have a backpack as well. So yeah, okay, so, can, so, we can, so yeah, you guys yeah. split them down. You put like two hundred yep. in each backpack. Yeah, happy days. Okay. Uh, was there other rooms down here as well to explore? Okay, and let me just move you back onto the appropriate map. See if it manages to load itself up before the ice decides to slide southwards again. Oh no! <laughs> Okay, so you guys know that to the north of you, so sort of like here-ish, there was the, the two metal doors with the keyholes in. You you didn't explore to the north, the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Obviously, you're not in combat turns, so feel free to move yourselves. So I guess I'll move around and see what's up to the north. Okay, okay. so as you look northwards you can see what appears to be like a a thin sheet of ice on the floor here which is marked in grey and it looks as though on the floor is another one of these sort of like inlaid suns although the sort of like the spokes of the sun the like rays of the sun have been chipped and damaged leaving just like the sort of circular sort of slightly raised centre of it okay and there is a door to the east and west and can I walk across this ice? It's just like a sheet, is it? It's just like a sheet of ice. Y- okay. y- looking through, you see like the stone underneath. It must have been like that. There was like a leak in here at some point, and it's frozen. Y- you have to move a little bit slowly over it, but yeah. Okay, and then I guess I would try and open this door on the east. Okay, not a problem. So. This door, obviously, because of the expanding and contracting, this door is sort of quite fast in its frame. If you want to try and force it open, you will have to make a strength roll. Okay, like a open stuck door or a straight strength roll. 
success. Okay, no problems. You okay. open the door into a chamber beyond, and in the sort of northeast corner, you can see what appears to be the scattered remnants of someone long dead. Their bones are scattered all around the, the chamber. The, the bones okay. look ancient. They must have been here for a long time. And you see this chamber's pretty well worn. There's like cracks in the walls and the ceiling. Okay. And if I look through the bones, is there anything kind of shiny or standing out or is it just like a pile of bones? Okay. You, you pick your way through the bones. There's not really anything of great interest. And anything that was fabric or flesh has long since rotted away. Okay. Uh, so then I think I'll head north and have a look in here and see if I can see anything. Okay, you move into the room beyond and you can see what appears to be a stone sarcophagus of some kind. It looks relatively plain, but it's like your standard sort of coffin size but it's made wholly out of stone with like a large sheet of stone on top of it as the lid. Okay. There's no sort of ornamentation or decoration on it. Okay. And if I walk up to look at it, is there any kind of writing or any sort of... No. Okay. Oh, it's plain. Um, so since I'm on my own and I'm super brave and super greedy, um, can I try and push the lid open? Maybe a strength roll. There's a large sheet of heavy stone. Ooh, fail. Okay, you try pushing it, but it's just too heavy. Um, so I call out to Weimar. Um, hey, look what I found. Give me a hand with this. Okay, so you hear a voice from sort of somewhere through here. Yep. So it's shouting uh, out I'll... to you like, hey, go and give me a hand. And as you yeah, move I'll, through... I'll wander in. Yeah, as you move through and you look to sort of like your left, you can see Cameron sort of stood in this room to the north of you. He's like over this stone sarcophagus trying to like push this stone slab off it. Uh, okay. Are you sure we want to? We should definitely see what's in it. Okay. Just... It's during the day. It shouldn't. We shouldn't rise during the day if it's anything like what we've seen. Yeah. Let's hope that's what the rules are for these, whatever these are. Um, I just keep the torch close. Okay, so, so let's make a strength roll. I'm going to give you a minus four bonus because obviously you've got Cameron helping. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm doing the pushing. Okay, so let me. So I don't know if this is where you put it, but I'm going to put a threshold modifier of minus four on my thing. Let's give it a go, see how it works. Yeah, that's done it. That's worked yeah. fine. Okay, so with the two of you heaving, you push this stone aside. As it crashes to the floor, it reveals an empty sarcophagus. There's like a, a bit of bone dust in there. But sitting in the centre of this dust is what appears to be a large iron key. There were, what was there? One or two keyholes on the two. on the two. Okay. 
Mm. That's disappointing, I'll say, as I pick up the key. Um, I wonder if this is for the door that we passed. Yeah, it might be. Now, I wonder if it's two locks for that key or two keys. Mm. I suppose let's go see. There is another room just across the ice as well. So while this is going on, what's Leopold doing? Um, I just wanted to have a look at this tapestry, John, on the south wall. Okay. Uh, where, I, where I'm stood. Okay, so it's very faded. There's bits of it missing, but it appears to show a group of people. So it's almost like Bayer Tapestry, you know, you get like different bits of it. You see the first sort of image appears to show like a group of people, the second appears to show that group of people like separating into two groups of people. The the third sort of image, which you can only just make out the final image, shows just like one of those groups and then sort of like uh, some like mountains near them as they're like heading towards some mountains. Okay. And then um, now that I've had a look at it, I just want to have a little poke around behind to see if it's concealing anything. Okay. Okay. You have a poke behind it, and as you're sort of looking around, you find behind the tapestry is what appears to be like set in the wall is another one of these suns, but this one appears to be made out of silver, but it's like set into the wall. Can I try pushing it to see if it does anything or? You, you push it, it gives a little bit, like it's sort of loosened in its fixings, but it doesn't appear to like activate anything does it look like I could uh, does it look like it's real silver that I could like salvage out of the uh... it, it looks to be real silver in your expert opinion I'm gonna I'm gonna prize it out if I can okay that's absolutely fine you prize it out it takes you a little while but you, you've now got this like silver sun it's about so like this size it's mm -hmm. hot. It's like a disc with like the spokes coming out of it. You're like holding it in your hand. You think it is probably worth at least like it's like two hundred silver. Mm. Stick it in the old okay. stash. Not a problem. Okay, so and then wander off in search of companions. Okay, no problems. So, like I say, you're not in combat rounds, guys, so feel free to like keep moving yourselves. Okay, so, Leopold, you come across Cameron and um, the Merchant Buchanan in this room with like, this slick of ice on the floor. You see Cameron's heading over towards a door in the west wall. So again, I'm trying to pry this door open or push this door open if I can. Okay, again, it's a stuck door, so you need to make a check for that. Okay, that's another success. Okay, not a problem. You heave the door open, revealing another stone chamber beyond. The temperature in the chamber beyond is just sort of moving in. It appears to like drop noticeably. And as you shine your torch around, to the north you can see a, another chamber with... So ice on the floor and what appears to be another one of these stone sarcophagi in there. Oh 
Okay. Okay. And is, can I see something to the south as well? Is that another door? Yeah, you can see the, the two sort of like metal doors with like the two keyholes in. Okay. Uh, okay. So again, I want to try and lift the lid off this sarcophagus on my own. Yep, you heave the lid off, and similar to the previous one, there's a metal key in the sarcophagus. Okay. Okay. So I'll take the key, um, and then... I'll see if the, the keys fit into the lock of this door and see if this door opens. You put, it takes a bit of filling, but yeah, like you put the two keys in the two locks, you turn them, and the door creaks open. Okay. And you see it leads into the chamber on the other side of the iron gate. Hmm. You expect from what you've found being down here that Obviously, people didn't normally go through like the Iron Gate. They sort of went round, and they would have come down through these metal doors. Perhaps this oh, was okay. perhaps this was once uh, where the throne was was like a ceremonial area. You know, like you're only allowed into for like ceremonial purposes. So you had to have like the two keys to unlock the door. Okay. Well, John is going to sulk now because there wasn't any gold after all of that, um, <clears throat> which is the way of teenagers. Um, and then I'll go back and I'll whinge at Weimar about how I went through all that effort and it didn't open anything and it didn't lead anywhere and what am I supposed to do to stupid iron keys and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, so uh, Weimar, John's there and he's basically like, oh my God, it's so unfair, there was no gold. Oh. Do you still have the keys there? Yeah, I'll hand the keys across. Um, yeah, he gives you these two the like, big old like, iron keys. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold on to them. Later. Okay. I may make, you know, be able to melt them down and make something useful with them. Yeah, or if if we have cause to come back here, uh, it might be useful mm -hmm. to have them. So basically, Leopold, uh, after finding these two keys, Cameron opened this these double metal doors just to find that they led back to the area you'd been in. Would like the tapestry, oh, and he's boy. now he's now sort of bit, he's handed the keys over to like in a bit of a huff to Weimar, and he's bitterly complaining about the fact that like oh it just led me back to where I was before. There was no gold. Oh dear, well, it's not that easy to find gold, my young friend. Now, my people have spent generations trying to find gold. Okay, so what's the plan, guys? I guess we kind of want to hightail it, right, and get this guy across to this new um, trading post before dark. Yep. Okay, so I'll move us all back to the main map. Uh, John, would you say that was about an hour? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right down the single time. Cool. Okay, so it's it's sort of like 
late afternoon by the time you guys are sort of emerging from this like ruined temple from what they from what uh, Hercules has said it's about 18 miles or so to this gathering place how many miles can we do a day you can do a princely 18 miles a day oh okay because obviously you like you would be able to do like 24 if you were carrying like no gear no oh, okay yeah well we're carrying a lot of gold, a lot of silver yeah you've okay. got a lot of silver and a lot of like stuff so um okay so it's early evening we could probably travel for six-ish miles before nightfall yeah that'd be about okay right. So I suggest we move six miles away from the very scary dog men um, and find somewhere head, to Head camp. for the river. Head for yeah. the river. Okay. So you guys travel six miles northeast to the river and then presumably you're, you're making camp for the evening, basically. Yeah. Get okay. some lines out. Get a spot of fishing in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll do some um, foraging for fish and whatnot as well if that's okay yeah that's absolutely fine make your foraging roll fortunately okay. i guess i'll just have to eat dried rations yep so you'll all need to consume one ration and obviously someone will need to like give a ration to uh, buchanan because he's not got any of his own food i'll, give, I'll, give, got it all. I'll give him his ham I'll give him this. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, so cr cross the ham off. He's, he's at the hub. Mind you, there's four pounds of it. That's quite a lot of ham. <laughs> he does love ham. What, what, what I'll that. say is, I'll effectively say, if you cross the ham off, that's you and Buchanan sorted. Should eat it All right, you? yeah. Yeah, we'll have a little feast. Yeah. You're right. like settling down and you're like, well, I suppose there's only one thing for it. Bust out the ham. <laughs> it's ham time. It's hamming time. <laughs> okay. So, so you all settle down for the evening. Uh, presumably you're all like taking watches, etc. as normal. Uh, Buchanan offers to take a watch as well. So let me make a roll to see whether anything happens. Okay, something does happen. So let's see whose watch it's on. I'll roll a d4. If it's one, it's Leopold. Two, it's Cameron. Three, it's Weimar. Four, it's Buchanan. All right, it's Buchanan. All right, okay, let me just see what happens then. Boom, boom, boom. I do like a classic old hex map. Something is a bit of nostalgia there. That's it, man, exactly. Okay. Getting all misty, I'm getting all misty-eyed. Nice, I see what you did there. Okay, so you guys are sort of because Buchanan takes the last watch. You guys are sort of all like sleeping away. Your watches have passed uneventfully when you're awakened in the morning by this sound of like, ah, ah, ah. okay. So I guess that's as good as we get. For... And it, as, you, as you sort of as you look around, you can see sort of like by the side of the river is what appears to be like 
a crude fishing rod, like perhaps Buchanan had like got a stick and put some <coughs> string on it, maybe put a little bit of ham on the end of it, and he was trying to like get some fish or something. And as he's like flailing around, he's shaking his arm around. You can see there's like a fish with like sharp teeth, like attached to his forearm, and he's trying to let he's sort of like, uh, uh, as he's trying to like shake it off. So I'll just go across and grab it off him and then smack it off a stone nearby. Okay, you grab the piranha off his uh off his arm, like as you pull it off, it like leaves like takes like a small chunk of his arm with him. He's like and then you just like smack it on the floor. Obviously that kills it. Okay. Is there enough fish on it to eat? Yeah, it'll do for one ration. Oh, nice. Okay. Hercules flavoured though. <laughs> yeah. You, you see he sort of like he rips off a bit of his sleeve and he like wraps it around and he's like he's like oh th- thank you thank you um, I, I, I since everything was so quiet i thought i'd do a i thought i'd try and do a, a spot of fishing you know maybe make make you fellows some some breakfast it'd be the least i could do and uh well i i thought i saw something glinting in the water and as i leant forward that that thing leapt out of the water and latched onto my arm yeah you might want to burn that i'll point at the the bit where he got bit. He says, I, I, I don't have anything to burn it with. If you, are you sure that's necessary? I'm not saying it's necessary. It's just you might want to do that. I, I, I don't have anything to burn it with, I'm afraid. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I have a Bowie knife, so I can burn it, steal it for you if you wish. He, he, he nods and he's, he's like... I'll, yeah. I'll get... Uh, like the my my shirt that I'm not using as a bag for the coins now, I'll get the shirt like twist it up and it's like, you might want to put that in your mouth. Like he's, he's like, yeah, <laughs> and he's like holding his arm. He sees his arm shaking a bit. He's like, yeah, I'll help him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'll put the knife in the fire, get it like red hot, yeah. and then kind of hold him by the hand and then touch it really quickly. Um, yeah, you touch it on and he's like, Yep, that'll do it. And you hear the like, yep. as you seal the wound shut. Obviously, it yeah. goes like a little bit pale with the like shock yeah, of it. A little bit shaky. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, as you take the as yeah. you take like the shirt out yeah. of his mouth, he's like, oh, thank yeah, you. It's it's gonna be awful, but um, try this, and I'll I'll get like a small. Thing of um, some of the the fat that we gathered from the beer uh, bear creature, it's like mm-hmm. put some of that on it, um, like let, let it go for a while, but then put put the grease on it. And okay, it, okay. And over the next like hour or two, you know, he gets a bit of bear grease on it, and he he slowly starts to like regain a bit of his color. You you realize he's just basting you in preparation to devour you later today self-basting dinner he, he, he sort of he, he laughs a little bit when you say that but in that sort of like slightly <laughs> nervous laugh where he's like ha, you're joking right yeah I, 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 I do I'm like a, he's do not like really a, a cannibal <laughs> I do I do like a, a rabbit uh, on the on the spit but um, that's no that's that's not what you draw the line at merchants <laughs> He says, oh, "Oh, that's that's a relief. Uh, well, 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 pr- 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 now now it's daylight. Perhaps we should uh, perhaps we should get moving." Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you've discovered the hazard that lurks in the water. 
He says, oh, yes, uh, I, I shall make that mistake again. He says, mm. oh, we, 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 we best get a move on him. The, the, the wind's starting to, starting to pick up again. All right, yeah, let's pack up and go. Have we got a river crossing strategy? We left it back at the river split, so no. Okay, probably don't want to swim. No. And we're too far away from a forest to make a canoe. Uh, well, we could we could just head north and go around the um, around the head of the uh, river. As you're sort of looking, sort of like out the river, you know, sort of going, oh, where, where we're going to cross, etc. You can see a number of sort of like silvery, like dart-like shapes swimming around in the river, and you, you think, looking at the sort of slightly pulped like fish you've got, that there's like more of them in the sort of river, sort of swimming around. Like possibly, like the sun shining on their scales was what uh, was what Buchanan saw when he was like, "Oh, I wonder what that is." Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give that a miss. I feel we should move move north, and you know that's still getting us in the general direction. But maybe there'll be a better place away from these um, these bitey fish. Yeah, and it must get much narrower as it gets closer to the source, right? Well, hope hopefully, hopefully. And eventually there's going to be trees. True. Very true. Okay. So you head north for six miles. The ground starts sloping upwards. You see the mountains to the north of you. The land's rising up. However, the bottom of the sort of mountains, which is where you are, is covered in these sort of tall, thin pine trees. That have a dusting of snow on the top of them. They're sort of wavering slightly in the wind that's starting to build up. Does the river seem any narrower here, or is it still the same fast flowing? Roll me a d6. Five. Okay, yeah, you do indeed, although it's not sort of like uniformly got more narrow, you do find a point where due to like rocky outcroppings, etc., it's like a lot narrower. There's not any rocks like going across it as a convenient sort of ford or anything like that, but you find a point where there's two sort of rocky outcroppings, and you're pretty sure that it'd be fairly easy to like jump between those rocks. Okay, so I guess I'll... Uh run and try and jump across and see how I get on. Okay. <clears throat> no problems. Make me a strength roll. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I've gone swimming again, lads. It, it, it's fine. It's very narrow. Basically, anything but a 20, you won't grant. So okay. you, you hop over it fairly easily. The rocks sort of shift a bit unnervingly as you land on the other side, but you're like, whoop. But you steady yourself and you're alright. Who's next? I was thinking we toss a rope. Now yeah. Cameron's yeah. over. 
Yep. You, you, you look across, and as you're thinking it, Leopold's already got a rope yeah. out, and he's, <laughs> he's just finished tying himself off. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Throwing the rope over to like camera and tying yourselves off. It, it takes you a little while, but you're all able to make your way safely across this narrow gap. There, there's there's one sort of slightly sort of like heartbeat skipping moment where uh, Buchanan, who's like not massively physically fit jumps over and he sort of stumbles a bit but thanks to the rope and the sort of like the harness system you've set up you manage to like pull him across and it's grand eventually you're all stood on the the other side and Buchanan's like moved a bit ahead and he sort of he points down sort of like over the ridge of one of these sort of like mountains and he says it's just down there and as you sort of follow his outstretched finger you can see maybe like five six miles to the northeast what appears to be a small sort of slightly less mountainous area there's still hills but it's less mountainous and in the middle of it you see like a number of sort of hide tents that have been set up and there's a, a few wagons and there's people like moving around talking to each other you're too far away to hear them over the wind what they're saying but you see people talking to each other moving in and out of these tents Okay. I guess we should go and see what they have to say for themselves. Well, that looks like the place. Okay. And you start moving down the mountainside into the hilly area towards this gathering place of merchants and potential tradespeople. And that is where we're going to draw a close to the session for this evening. Thank you very much for playing, guys. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you give me a moment, I'll just tot up the XP. The Merchant Moot. Mm. Yeah, it turns out they had a whole thing going here. Okay, so you all get 740 XP. Nice. And that's based on the monsters you defeated the treasure you've found XP for like uncovering areas on the map so for exploration mm. stuff like that yeah and okay. obviously I tend to drop in a few like story XP awards so like you guys like helping this guy out and yeah, yeah. finding out nice. more knowledge about what's going on as well yeah we're, we're trying to set up some stuff for Indeed. the future so mm. like I say that's the amount of XP you've each got. I'm going to end the recording here. So again, thank you very much for playing, guys. I'm obviously happy to chat for a while afterwards. But for anyone who's watching this either now or in the future, thank you very much. And hopefully we'll see you for the next episode in a couple of weeks. So long. Take care.